What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we are on episode 61 today. 61. It is exciting every single week. Oh, man, I'm pumped about this one, though. The big Marvel the show. The big Marvel show. That's right. We got Miles Mustadin coming on from Cloak and Dagger, which dropped yesterday. Oh, man. Oh, man. So exciting. And you've watched it. I'm jealous. It's I got so to watch it. I got to watch it. And we've got Akira Akbar from the number one movie in the world of 2019 so far mm -hmm. captain marvel yes captain, uh, we're gonna talk about it in industry news cross the milestone hell yeah milestone. hell yeah plus she was on this is us man uh, just so much she's dude. awesome yeah she's fantastic and we have breaking news about avengers endgame mm -hmm. and like i just said some more breaking news about captain marvel so it's all marvel today man it's gonna be it really is oh. it really is we are your hosts today j-lo and the mouth oh man we're gonna double team it's the bro show today That's it right. is and uh, the top five is top five Avengers because, you know, we're getting so ready for this end game. Man, I am just so excited. So excited. And we also want to talk about some upcoming guests. We have Cecilia Leal, who's also in Cloak and Dagger and Five Feet Apart, along with Trina Lafarge coming on next week. That's going to be epic. And then plus we have Jackson Douglas and Camille Chen. Jackson from Gilmore Girls, yes. of course. Everybody yes. knows. And Camille is from God Friend and Me. And yesterday... Oh, I cannot wait for that film to come out. And then the 26th, April 26th, we have Riley Shanahan from Doom Patrol. Yes, our first DC guy. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So excited about that. And Shannon Cook from The 100, man. Yes. Such an epic show. That one's chugging along. I'm so excited about all these interviews. April, man. Seriously. In epic April. We got a lot coming up. Yeah, That's we fantastic. really do. We really do. Well, you know, we couldn't do this show without our sponsor, East Beach Specialties. We love you guys over there. And here's a little bit of what they offer. For the last 18 years, East Beach Specialties has helped businesses, schools, churches, and clubs on and near the Mississippi Gulf Coast promote events, deploy effective marketing strategies, bring unique products to life, fill events with fun, and create unique giveaways. They offer products such as custom t-shirts, apparel like hats, polos, sportswear, and loungewear. They also offer corporate gifts and employee incentives, bags and accessories, social responsible products, and of course, promotional products. Visit eastbeachspecialties.com for your product because having fun is serious business. All right, now let's get started with some industry news, man. Oh, goodness. Starting it off with the <laughs> with the crazy shit, Jesse Smollett. I, I, it just, is it me or does it feel like this entire year we've started industry news with Jesse? I mean, like, honestly. It hasn't been that long, but it sure feels like it, it right? It's like, been at least a month, at I least feel like. A month, goodness man. gracious. He can't stay out of it. He can't. He, he can't, can't stay out of he it. He doesn't want to pay his fine? That's no. No, that's the latest. He has apparently refused to pay the $100. $130,000 that the city of Chicago sent him the bill for. Um, and he is now citing that they are harassing him mm. and trying to make him look bad and that, uh, that he just will not pay this. His legal team has declined to comment. Goodness. They, they, they've gotten like nothing. So, I mean, we talked about last week, they already gave him the ultimatum. So what, what the hell? Like yeah. he's still, now he's definitively denying paying it yeah it's crazy. and so that means it is going to move forward yeah. uh this you know the city made no bones like when they sent them the notice they would file a civil lawsuit and this is where it's going to get real interesting to see if he continues to be the way he is yeah or if he backs down because remember in this civil lawsuit they will have to prove whether he did or did not stage it yeah. in order to say whether he has to pay or not yeah so i mean this thing's going to trial no matter what and 
super duper crazy. I think with all this celebrity drama going down with law enforcement, somebody needs to go to jail. <laughs> somebody <laughs> like, needs to go to jail. Oh my goodness. It's so crazy, man. It really is. But I mean, other crazy news that broke on Monday, I believe, Nipsey Hussle was gunned down in front of his LA store, his publicly owned store, and it was by Eric Holder, who's just this random ass guy on the street. Yeah, we should clarify, not former <laughs> Attorney General Eric no, Holder. No, not him. <laughs> I mean, I, I, come on. The irony of that popping up, I was just, I, I momentarily laughed. Not that this is a funny story. Story, but I'm like, come on, Eric Holder? Right. Really? What are yeah. the chances this guy's name is Eric Holder? Yeah. Like, and it was trending on Twitter, so you know people were probably like, what? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> it's so exactly. funny, so funny. And he's being represented by Christopher Darden. Yeah, now is- this one jumped out. Like it, For all you guys who are old like the mouth here, yeah. or even if you just watched the recent uh, d- uh, thing with David Schwimmer and, and uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. and everything on uh, American you know, Crime Story, the OJ story. Uh-huh. You know who Christopher Darden is. Yeah. He is the prosecutor along with Marsha Clark who prosecuted OJ, who mm. tried to get OJ, you know, and failed. Yeah. Failed. Goodness. Apparently he he never recovered. Now he's a defense attorney. Yeah. Now he, he sees where that money is. Uh, yeah. He's like, oh, hold on, hold on. the other side makes millions to get uh, yeah. guilty people off. Exactly. So hmm, I don't know. In which I don't even understand because this guy's not even connected to the industry. So I don't even, why is he even representing uh, this yeah, guy? <laughs> I, I don't know. And even more so, I mean, this guy has pled not guilty and mm-hmm. says he had nothing oh, to do. Oh, my de- goodness. I mean, if I'm Christopher Darden, I'm staying as far away from this one as I yeah, can. Goodness. I mean, I it just, yeah, when that name popped up, I'm like, what? Yeah. Why Why would he take this? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's but. super crazy, super crazy. Well, most of you know that Nipsey Hussle was in the midst of making a documentary about Dr. Sebi, who was taken to court uh, back in the early 2000s about practicing medicine without a medical license and he found a cure for AIDS supposedly and he got sued by the justice court because he was practicing without a medical license but he came over the federal offense and he came over the uh, civil offense so Nipsey Hussle was in the middle of making a documentary about him but it obviously it's put on hold but uh, reports have come out that said Nick Cannon is going to pick back up on this documentary where Nipsey left off and finish it for him. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so yeah, we shall see how that goes. I mean, there is some conspiracy theory shit going on yeah. around that because I guess uh, Dr. Sebi there, he died mysteriously. And I mean, there is always that thing. The government wants you to have AIDS, basically, so you can't get cured and so we can keep like f- putting money into that system. So it's huge conspiracy thing. The, the conspiracy whole thing. thing is weird. The, 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 the tragic part about this is, is that Nipsey, you know, for anybody who's unfamiliar, it, you know, he owned up, mm-hmm. said, hey, look, I came up hard. I was in the gangs because at that time and place when I was growing up, you didn't have a choice. Exactly. You were either in the gangs or basically they killed you. Exactly. And but he, you know, he he got out, he turned himself around, and yeah. he and he contributed, man. He he found success and he was contributing to society. He was working hard to keep other people from not having to go down that path. Mm-hmm. He was an entrepreneur, like they said, he was gunned down in front of a clothing store that he yeah. owned. And here's the crazy part that not a lot of people are reporting, but I think people need to say more. 
It was the day before he was supposed to meet yeah. with the chief of L.A. police crazy. to talk about violence in the community and what well, they could do to try to curb. Police and gang member relations. relations. Yeah. Exactly. And and he was gunned down the day before that meeting. With, and he reached out to the chief, by the way. Yeah. It wasn't vice versa. He reached out and was trying to establish this re- you know, relationship. He was working hard to give back to his community. Yeah. And they were devastated by it. It's and, so and so crazy. It's tragic when something like that happens. You can pull yourself out and turn your life around. Exactly. And you're trying to contribute and, and help other people not go down the wrong path. Yeah. And then this happens. Yeah. Man, and he was one of those that never left the neighborhood. He honestly just gave back to his neighborhood and tried to make it build yeah. up. So it, tragic loss, crazy situation. Hopefully this go, guy goes down for it because honestly it's just it's crazy, man. It's yeah. super duper crazy. Yeah. Well, you want to hear some other super duper crazy shit. And I don't... Mm, David Blaine is under investigation by the NYPD for sexually assaulting two women. The allegation is outside the statute of limitations, according to the sources, so it's unclear how the NYPD is going to respond to this investigation. Now, I heard that he was hypnotizing girls to perform sexual acts on him. Yeah, and and I had, I heard also that this isn't apparently the first time an accusation's been hurled his way. It happened about a year ago too. Yeah. Um that case was closed. It, uh, apparently it didn't move forward or go anywhere, but yeah. I mean, you know, this isn't the first time it's it's been said. Yeah. So That's super duper shady, man, especially if you have the ability to play with people's minds like that. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. cuz I mean, it's all what they want to believe. Yeah. I feel like, but then, like, when they feel like they're under this trance, you basically have control over Well, I mean, look, and, I mean, we're talking about him because, you know, he's a famous magician, magician, and he's in the limelight, and he's a celebrity, but look, how many times do we hear about this reported in the news? Just psychiatrists, Mm -hmm. or dentists, or, or, you know, gynecologists, while their people are under yeah. taking it. I mean, yeah, it happens. Honestly. People, like you said, when when you're in a in a state of mind where you're not in control, you're vulnerable. Yeah. And and I, I mean, mean we saw that story, what, that comatose woman, she's been in a coma for like fifteen years yeah. and she's now pregnant. Right. Yeah. So right. people are just super shady, especially people with power, it seems like. And yeah. that's in every industry. I man, so we gotta make a change. Uh, we we do we do and I would be remiss before we move on because if we're gonna talk about David Blaine and, mm-hmm. and you know all that kind of stuff we got to talk about Biden for a minute at least because you yeah. know the, the Biden's big big Hollywood community normally mm-hmm. backs him and and so there was a lot of up and down on this guy if you guys don't know a woman had come out and accused Biden of touching her. I won't say inappropriately because even she doesn't say that, but in a way that made her feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And then a few more women came out after saying yeah. the same thing. But I mean, come on, guys. If you know Biden, it's just who he is. Yeah, but does, he, does that give him the reason to do it? It's just well, who he is that gives him the reason to be uncomfortable. Well, with and people? this is what he said, and and this is why I I I think that what he the way he addressed it. And moving forward, I think he's doing the right thing. Yeah. Back then, when him coming up, mm-hmm. I mean, in the time, I mean, because I mean, Biden's an old guy. He is. Okay. He's been around. He's been in the politics game for times have changed, and this is what he kind of said in his statement. He said, "Look, now we're in the day and age of the the social media mm-hmm. and the selfies and the personal space, and now, of course, the Me Too movement and everything. Yeah. But in the, when I was growing up." 
it it was okay to to touch right. somebody's hand. Right. It was okay to put your hands on their shoulders. And he said, "This is just who I am, yeah. and I've never meant bad intent." Yeah. Or any, and then he said, "But times have changed, and sure. I understand that harassment is." anything that makes someone feel uncomfortable. And if if times have shifted and this makes somebody feel uncomfortable, I have to respect that. Exactly. And I have to do a better job to now change how I act to adapt to times that are not where I'm used to. Yeah. And I feel like that's accurate. Yeah. This is a guy who was just doing what he's always done, yeah. and it's never been an issue, yeah. but now Yeah, it's the it time of issue. personal space, like you said. And especially if you're meeting the woman for the first time and act like that, that can throw a lot of shit off. It that can. can make somebody very uncomfortable, especially if they've never met. It that, can. Him, the like only th- the only problem that I have really with this is that again, these women waited five, six uh, yeah, years. Agreed. When he's deciding to run for president. Yeah. Like if you were that uncomfortable, exactly. if it made you feel that, that bad, bad, why wait? The Me Too exactly. movement has been around for over a year now. Yeah. So, so you could have done it when the Me Too movement first Agreed. started. Why Agreed. wait until he's just about to run for president? That makes it seem shady yeah. to me. Agreed. That, and then I, Trump, mm-hmm. this response video. Can someone please explain really to me I don't how understand. this guy is president of the United yeah, States? Seriously. He is what a child, man. Like, he is a child. He's, seen, he's basically a step above Logan Paul making those fucking childish videos and posting on social media. Like, what the hell? This is a guy who's got the codes to the missiles, exactly. guys and gals. And just 2020. That's yeah. all I'm saying, 2020. I'm seriously. Just, okay. Go vote. Seriously. <laughs> go vote. Exercise your right as an American to go out and vote. Oh, boy. So yeah. disturbing. Yeah, but sticking with some legal troubles, I mean, everybody's in some hot water. Not even going to lie. Netflix being one of them. Getting sued by a former division manager for international originals, uh, Tanya Zurich. Yep, yep. Claims that she was fired because she was pregnant. The lawsuit says that she announced her pregnancy, and a few months later, in early November 2018, she was fired. But before ultimately losing her job, the suit alleges she was left out of meetings by her supervisor, Francisco Ramos, and made and he made discriminating and degrading remarks against her about her de- appearance. And apparently, when he fired her, he fired her in front of HR, which completely embarrassed her yeah th- this and we should say that netflix did not respond yeah um they are not commenting um this this is disturbing i mean we we, we talked about this a couple of months ago disney just successfully beat a, a lawsuit mm-hmm. like this um the idea though that that and we should say we don't know yet we yeah. don't know what's going to happen with this lawsuit yeah. i mean i'm sure reed and and the guys are going to defend themselves and mm-hmm. we're going to find out what happened or not but the idea that somebody could lose their job because they got pregnant yeah. is like, what? absurd to me exactly like it's like first of all take away what we're doing as careers right now we're human beings we we're put on this earth to reproduce to make family exactly so what the fuck <laughs> exactly and and i mean netflix and Disney mm-hmm. and a lot, you know, they build themselves as these 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 family, family companies, yeah. these family entertainment core values. And well, how can you build yourself as a, a family entertainment company or a family value company and core values, and exactly. then you fire somebody because like somebody that. got pregnant? Like yeah. 
It's super crazy, man. I hope it's not true because, I mean, obviously, if you're a regular listener to the show, we're huge fans of Netflix. We love Reed and Ted. They're awesome. They're everything we want to be. But you got to find good people to manage your shit. Absolutely. And, and to be fair, we don't know how high up. It might not exactly. have gone higher than her supervisor. Exactly. I mean, to be fair, reading them could have been like, this could be the first they're hearing Completely about it. Completely like which, unbeknownst to them. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's hard because I feel like Reed and Ted and all the guys are like really hands-on. Agreed. But it does happen. When you start to expand and get to that size and, and scope in a company... I mean, you delegate a lot, and yeah. there's a lot of responsibility underneath you. Yeah. There there's, could be all kinds of stuff going on that, that that they don't know about. So, yeah. But like you, I said, I, I really hope that that isn't true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope this doesn't hold them back. I hope one bad apple in the bunch doesn't hold them back from future things, like getting ex- female executives. Yeah, you know e- exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because I mean, let's be honest about it; it's cherry pickings right now. It and is all, all over Hollywood. They are they are grabbing from each other left and right yeah. to try to like yeah and and another big problem. Let, let's just transition because we brought up Disney. Mm-hmm. Disney's also being sued. Yeah, um, Walt Disney Studios. Yeah. Two former employees of Walt Disney Studios have filed their own lawsuit against Disney saying that they discriminate against females by paying them less than what they pay males in the same job and or Mm. similar positions. That's not okay. Um, No, no. Uh, In the 21-page lawsuit that they filed, they also listed uh, Walt Disney Pictures and Hollywood Records as defendants. And they said that basically they were making anywhere between seventeen and forty thousand dollars less oh, wow. than their male counterparts. Wow. In the, I mean, yeah, that's super crazy. That's that's really disturbing. Yeah. I mean, that's that's now are they going to use the pregnancy thing as a, an excuse? You think, like, because females have to take. T- work paid time off because of well I, I mean i don't leave. know unfortunately when disney beat the pregnancy suit it, it i mean it's sealed there's not hasn't been a whole lot of information out about how that appeal went yeah. down or whatever so i'm not sure what what claim they they used to yeah. fight that off i i i just i well not i feel paying. like this is very much a hot topic right now too it's very black or white especially nowadays I feel like a lot of people, especially a lot of men out there, feel like women should probably be paid less because of that time off, which is just ridiculous in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, abs- absolutely. And I mean, I've always I've always said and I'm a strong believer in it shouldn't matter about your gender, mm-hmm. it shouldn't matter about your race. It should only matter about who is the best individual for the job and you should be paid if you are the best individual for the job. Exactly. See, I get in trouble a lot because I say that that I don't believe in equal pay for women. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I want to clarify what I mean by that. I mean that the best person should get the most money. Right. If that's a woman, if that's a man, mm-hmm. if it's a white person, a black person, uh, what a, if it's the best person for the job, they are the most qualified, they are kicking the most ass, they are doing the best job... That's who should make the most money. I don't think, I don't like this idea that a person should be paid equal to another person just because they're a certain race or a certain gender. It should be based on performance. And then you eliminate all of these problems. You eliminate the whole racism issue or gender issue just 
do it on performance. Exactly. And then there's no question. Exactly. Everybody, that's equal. Mm -hmm. And then you, everybody has a fair shot to make a exactly. high salary. Exactly. They should just really pay attention to all their statistics when they get stuff done, when they get shit handed to them, and when they get stuff done. And then they should just write it down so they can see the, the statistics, like I said, like who's doing the best and performing exactly. the best. Exactly. Now, before I get jumped for the equality pay thing, I do want to say that I do think that it should be equal mm -hmm. When you come in. Yeah. Because it's not right now. And I do support that. I'm saying, like, if a man and a woman come in at entry level positions mm -hmm. right now, the woman does make less than a man at yeah, an entry see, level I feel position. Like that's ridiculous. That's bullshit. Yeah. They should come equal on fair playing Agreed. grounds and making the same amount of money in yep. that entry level position. Yep. Now, from there, that's how you, that's how you do it. Yeah. Who's ever starts kicking ass and performing and doing the best should get the money. Agreed. But you should come in equal. And, and I totally agree with equality there. And I want to just go back to the Netflix thing for just a second because here's the reason why I'm having a hard time. I'm just itching for bad comments, but I'm having a hard time believing this woman. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at the culture of what Netflix has established, this right. is a company that gives both men and women as long as they want yeah. off yeah. for paternity leave and maternity leave, mm -hmm. paid, yeah. paid, you take a year off if that's what you need, you do that, that's not a, they, they, they do that, mm -hmm. they do that, they have extended vacations, there is no set vacation times like you get this many days off yeah. or this many weeks off if you work care, it's just take whatever you need, then come back as exactly. long as you're getting your shit done. I have a hard time believing that a company that establishes a culture like that mm -hmm. And says, take as much maternity time as you need, is then going to turn around and fire somebody right. for getting pregnant. Well, I, I guess that just goes back to maybe a bad apple in the bunch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, maybe he had some sick vendetta against this woman. Right. So, I mean, right. you know, I it's just a crazy situation, honestly. It is. And, and yeah, ooh. It's disturbing, but guys, exactly. I mean, we, we got to get this shit straight. We really we gotta, do. We got to, society, it's time to just... Stop this shit. Agreed. <laughs> it's like, you should not base shit on race. You should not base shit on gender or sexuality or any of this stuff. No. We are all, like J-Lo said at the top of this, we're just all human beings, exactly. man. That, I mean, treat people fairly, yeah. treat people equally, and let the best person win. Exactly. It, it should be nothing more no. than that. Agreed. Period. We got to get this shit straight. Agreed. Agreed. And you know what? Amazon has to get straight this freaking lawsuit with uh woody allen that's what they gotta get straight yeah but uh it got dismissed apparently well they're uh, they're attempting to get uh, ah. several of the of the lawsuits dismissed apparently in this lawsuit there's there, there's eight or nine or ten different allegations and oh, or shit. charges between and, woody and amazon yeah damn but but uh, Amazon is stating that a lot of them are repetitive. It's ah. kind of like what they did with Jesse when he lied and yeah. then they charged him with 11 felonies yeah. because he lied 11 the times. 11 but times, basically, yeah. it was just all about the, the one, one lie. lie. Well, I bet this is kind of what they're saying in this case with Woody Allen, that mm. he's he's claiming all of these things, yeah. but they're they're just being repetitive, and, and it's really just one claim. Yeah. And um, for if you guys aren't familiar with this, and shame on you, because if you listen to us, you would know what we're talking about. Yeah. Woody Allen is suing Amazon Studios yep. because they let him go. Mm -hmm. um, he had signed a four-picture deal with them yeah. and app apparently had been given a, a $10 million advance on that deal. Shit. And then when all of the Me Too comments started coming out against Woody again mm -hmm. by, we should say, 
Pharaoh, his, Ronan Pharaoh, his stepson, yeah. um, who disowns him or whatever. But anyway, when the whole thing started and the comments came out, the recent comments came out, Amazon said, hey, we, we, we're not okay with this. Yeah. We can't back this. We, we're we're going to step away. And their claim is they are justified because of the comments mm-hmm. and because of Woody's own comments about the comments. Oh, wow. They're justified in terminating this contract. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we gave them the $10 million. We're not asking for the $10 mm-hmm. million back, but we feel like we were justified under our contract. Yeah. And we were able to break this contract yeah. with him. And he says differently. He says yeah. that they See, don't. See, I feel have like right. he just still wants to work. Just give me a place to work that will still take me. That's. I feel like that's what it is. Right. Because I mean, who who wants to work with them now? Right. And uh, this one's tricky too because I think that Amazon is doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. They should just break away and say, uh. "Yeah." But that said, Amazon had to know that this was a possibility yeah. when they signed the contract with him. I mean, yeah, this has been around for Years. decades yeah. with Woody. Uh, this is Dude not a married new thing. his stepdaughter. Yeah, come on. Yeah, now. and there's been allegations of molestation and inappropriate yeah, like, stuff for literally decades. Exactly. Long before the they Me knew Too what movement. they were doing. Right. I mean, this th- th- this is no secret in no. Hollywood. So when they entered into this thing. Especially now that the Me Too movement is is in gear and prevalent, yeah, exactly. They had to know this could possibly exactly. be something that would come up. So I feel like you know, do you are you justified in? I mean, did you not know when you signed the contract right. that this might happen? Like, yeah, so, he's a shady character. Come on now. <laughs> but I feel like both of them should just break even. Like, Agreed. okay, we gave you ten million, we made a mistake. You took the ten million, and you yeah. know, you, you know, you let's know just weird. both walk away and be okay. Exactly. I mean, is is Woody that desperate? Like you just said to have a job that he needs exactly. this. I mean, somebody. I mean, let's be honest about it. He's a movie cinema icon. He, he is. He is. So he's made millions and millions of dollars from movie so if he doesn't have any money well, we all know another director that you know had a little trouble legally and won't come back to the states mm. so yeah. you know woody you can always go for yeah, it yeah. like, you know you know, know that guy that raped somebody when she was underage um yeah you know oh uh, uh, yeah yeah i mean but i mean it's true i mean you know I, and i'm not going to mention the name on, on the show but everybody knows who i'm talking about but woody could go that route yeah He'd go foreign and you know exactly uh, and you'll still get work and you'll still be able to make films and that that that'll be that goodness gracious, but this man. idea that mm, i just don't know and yeah yeah, yeah. i mean uh, it's super stupid super creepy super stupid super creepy i mean let's talk about some more creepy stuff <laughs> shall we um amari hardwick you know ghost from power and he's been on so many other things he's facing some criticism i know everybody's seen this video over social media this past week where he awkwardly kisses beyonce on the lips okay the first time he goes in pecks her on the cheek that's fine but when you're pulling away again why do you need the second peck and yeah. then you, you hit her on the corner of the lips and she was talking yeah she's talking as he's kissing her on exactly. the lips and like again this is one of those weird things i, I agree is. with you why do you go in for the second one but then on 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 the flip side of that i i, I liken it to the biden situation yeah. i feel like he was just trying to be nice and trying to do yeah. his thing but in today's day and age you have to respect that personal space. Seriously. You have to know when is too yeah, much exactly. in today's day and age. And I feel like 
if it's Beyonce, yeah. anything beyond the yes ma'am, no man, or handshake yeah, honestly. is too much. Exactly. I mean, and Jay-Z was standing right next exactly. to her right there. It's so Beyonce, it's like, man. It's what like, the hell is That'd going be like on? going up and trying to give the queen a kiss on the right. lips. I mean, you know I what mean, saying? you could tell she was uncomfortable after yeah. he was walking away. But, I mean, I feel like that probably happens more often than not. Yeah. That we're not speaking out about. We're only saying something about it is because someone recorded the incident while it was happening. I bet it happens more often than not. And I, yeah, and I, I want to say awkward situations. Yeah. Let's deem them awkward situations. I think they probably do because now I feel like everybody's either overly cautious <laughs> and won't touch anybody mm-hmm. or oblivious, like in this case, and just thinks they're not doing anything yeah. wrong. They're maybe over affectionate. So they're either over cautious or over affectionate. Yeah. All of which is causing a really awkward yeah, state where exactly. people don't know how to interact socially anymore they with don't. each other because they're scared to death. If I if I hug exactly. her, am I going to get it like oh shit a me too yeah, thing? Exactly. But if I don't touch her at all, what are they going to say about me? I'm an asshole, yeah, or exactly. I, I'm like I don't talk to people. Or and I, I mean, let's be honest about it. It's Beyonce. You know how nervous even him could have exactly. been. So exactly, maybe he didn't even realize he went in for the second one, and he was just so like his mind was going crazy. It, it, I mean, you know. Completely Completely possible. Completely. It, yeah. I, I mean, this is a hard situation. Today's is. day and age with personal space and the Me Too movement yeah. and all that, it's hard to know. Exactly. It just, you got to be careful. And honestly, who, the only person's opinion that matters about this situation is Beyonce. Because if she's not speaking out about it or taking like action against it, then just drop it. That's leave, a great, leave the that's man a alone. Great point because one person's uncomfortableness might not be for another person. Exactly. You might go in and give that hug or extra hug or a little extra peck on the lips to one person who thinks it's just fine and loves you for doing it. Exactly. And the other person right next to you would be like, mm, nope, that's not yeah. okay. It really does come down to, I guess, judging. I know you got to judge the moment. And yeah. Judge the moment and be like, do I know yeah. this person? Do I not? And so I feel yeah. like if you don't really have a relationship, and I mean, don't even try. Yeah. I mean, like, do you know these yeah, people? Yeah. Do you know Are you them personally? Out yeah. With them? Because I feel like if it's just a uh, an acquaintance type yeah. first time meeting thing, you should maybe yeah. not do that. Agreed. Like agreed. Don't don't freak out in front of Beyonce. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, let's get to some fun stuff. Kind of. Um, Snapchat. It's looking to release some new shows to its audience. This yeah. should be interesting. No, no. Is anybody not getting into the original content business, man, or streaming business? I think they're just trying to figure something out because people are kind of stepping away from Snapchat. They are. They are. Yeah. They're struggling a little bit. But so they're they're going to come at us with some unscripted uh news mm. and shows. Uh, two scripted planned out shows starring zombies and uh, teen angst and drama. Interesting. And like, so I guess they're going to try to run the gambit of all the different kinds of original content that you can have out there. But Snapchat? Yeah. Maybe, hmm, maybe it could work if they did like 10, 15 minute short shows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. like, kind of like a story, but I mean, obviously it'd be a little longer. But I still, I'm not all the way on board with this just because I think it's a failing company. I wouldn't invest in it. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, no. And we should say that wasn't the only thing they announced. They also did announce that they are continuing to copy Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> they have, uh, although the, I thought this one was entire. First of all, for anybody out there who doesn't know, uh, apparently Snap, which is the parent company for Snapchat, and stuff, yeah. owns Tinder. Really? And they are adding stories 
Mm. to the tinder app i also saw the tinder app is also adding height you can put your height yeah, now and yeah. they can the the app can judge you judge your height by a picture which is really weird yeah it is really weird but now stories though? yeah wasn't the whole point of just swiping right or left so that now that stories you can kind of see the people in exactly. the app. i mean that'll be interesting uh, yeah i, I whatever like i don't you said, i don't need it <laughs> I, I think i think they're 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 trying desperately to stay relevant exactly. i do want to say though i mean hopefully maybe it'll work maybe maybe yeah. they'll get something good i was skeptical at first when facebook said they were going to do their own original content or right. whatever i was like what right who's going to watch but a tv show decent. on facebook it is facebook watch is actually really good i was a huge fan of sorry for your loss mm-hmm. with elizabeth olsen and um and and uh, both the Smiths, Will Smith. Yeah, and, I love and, Jada's show. Yeah, and Jada fucking I Will's. Mean, yeah, they they are actually really good content yeah. and really good shows. So I mean, who knows? Maybe Snapchat will get lucky and have a hit or two out of yeah. it or something. And, and I mean, isn't it a Facebook company? Isn't Snapchat? No, it's no. It's oh, separate. it's still it's okay. Yeah, okay. Yep. But um, it yeah. staved off. I know at one point ah, Facebook maybe. tried to buy it. That's like, what it was, and that's when they went to Instagram mm, instead. Nah. So yeah, I see. And now Instagram's booming. So exactly, <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. But let's talk about some other booming stuff. We talked about it a little bit last week with our forever guest Rebecca Kennedy. Yes. Law and Order SVU, the twenty first season. Oh man, I'm excited for this. this I... History making. History making. And look. As somebody who used to have the Law and Order opening as my th- my answering machine, no, you, you know, thing. Seriously, bro, I have been a huge fan since the very first time it came on. Yeah, I would when it when they used to run every single night on A and E. I'd be that guy overnight watching every Hell episode. Yeah. Just loved every single thing about Law and Order. So, a couple of years ago, when NBC decided to cancel the flagship yeah. Law and Order, the main the Law and first Order one, yeah. At 20 years, like, I was pissed. Right under, bro. Because <laughs> everybody wanted it to break the record yeah. for, you know, and it did. But they fixed it. They've, 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 they've redeemed themselves. 21 seasons for Law & Order SVU, yeah. which, wow. Yeah. Wow. So we should mention, that breaks the record. It, it will now become the longest-running primetime live-action series in television history, and it breaks the record held by... Its predecessor, Law and Order, and Gunsmoke, mm. both of which were on the air for twenty years. That's live so action. That's so crazy. Years. Yeah, that is that is insane. But in my opinion, I think SVU is the most popular. I, I think I think there was a, a point mid ground yeah. where SVU passed the, the flagship Law and Order yeah. in popularity. Yeah. Um I'm just gonna say I think it's when Lenny left mm. and then inevitably passed away in uh, real life yeah and you know i think i think when chris noth yeah and and, and that makes uh, sense yeah jerry orbach left and they kind of split that original team and then they kept inter you know putting people in which right. i like in don't get out. me wrong i yeah. like every few seasons they change it up but i think one of the reasons that svu is now become more popular and has broken the record is because of their consistency yeah. over the longevity yeah while they have had people come and go their main core other than Chris Elliot, Maloney, yeah. is the same. Yeah. So I, I just, yeah, I feel like that'd be epic if he came back. You know, they did take a selfie 
together the other day. Did they? <laughs> yeah, and we we just saw that that Harmon Mack from JAG, yeah. our, our, our guest starring on uh, NCIS Los oh, Angeles shit. and making a little comeback. Yeah. So could we see Maloney come back? Mm. Maybe for, I mean, you know. You know, just she, a little stint, you know. Benson has been having a rough time She has. Lately, it's man. been rough. These, these past couple seasons, she, she, she needs I mean, Stabler. You know who, she needs a little stability, I, and by that <laughs> I mean Stabler to uh, come back into life. Exactly. I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, that's so good. That's so <laughs> good. We should say we were a huge fan rebecca kennedy yes. like we said our forever guest yep awesome awesome episode the book of esther yes. if you missed it this so season, good guys. and then amy rutberg yes. another one of the most talked about episodes of the season yeah. so both of them just wonderful i think they should both be back in season 21 yep and yeah just a phenomenal show hell yeah and definitely go listen to both of their interviews rebecca's been on like seven times so <laughs> go yeah, listen yeah, yeah, to yeah. any of those yeah <laughs> and then amy was on just a little while ago but all those are listed on our podcast page uh anywhere you get your podcast absolutely yes yes and more exciting news that I'm excited about because, I mean, let's be honest about it. His Joker's voice was creepy as fuck. Yeah. Mark Hamill, he's going to voice Chucky in the new Child's Play remake. Oh, man. Yeah, and he announced it in, like, a pretty creepy video. Yeah. He didn't give us the voice yet. He was yeah. just talking as Mark Hamill, but he did it really creepy, saying that he would be the new yeah. voice uh, uh, of Chucky. And then I didn't know this. I saw this uh, today. That Seth Graham Smith, the the person behind, and if you guys don't know, that's uh, the Vampire Hunter, mm-hmm. uh, Abraham Lincoln yeah. Vampire Hunter, um, the guy behind that. He's doing this. He's the guy behind the remake here. Yeah. And he said Hamill was his first choice. Really? And he thought, no way in hell I'm going to reach out to him and he's going to say yes, yeah. and was as shocked as we all are oh, after wow. the, that he said yes. Yeah. But apparently he was on, oh, we should say that the uh, director of the original mm-hmm. Uh, movie and the stars of that they're all on board they think it was a brilliant choice nice, and they're, yeah you know so like you said i don't know if a lot of people know that old luke skywalker has made quite the uh living doing voice work yeah. over the last you know seriously 20 years and i mean who could blame him after like the phenomena of the first sega of uh the star wars series like I mean, eh, go behind the camera and voice yeah. some shit. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I mean, it, like you said, his Joker. I yeah, mean, I feel like a lot one of people of the best, yeah. try to liken their Joker to that Joker. Agreed. So, uh, yeah, he's a phenomenally talented guy. So yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to to Chucky. Hell yeah. Want to play? <laughs> you want to play? Oh, man, I cannot wait. Uh, some more stuff I cannot wait for. Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer, they're kneeling, they're inching closer to a deal with Netflix for a superhero show titled Thunder Force. <laughs> yeah, Thunder Force. That right there has me. Yeah. I'm like, Octavia Spencer McCar- and Melissa McCarthy thunder force thunder i'm in i'm in i I don't know what this is going to be about because they haven't released yeah no details uh we do know that it will be written produced and directed by uh melissa's husband that's cool uh, ben falcone if you guys don't know they collaborate on everything almost all of her movies have been written by him yeah and and directed and i mean they're they're a great team they They are are a great comedy team then you mix octavia into that bunch exactly come on and she's doing phenomenal too she's about to have that thriller come out oh Oh, my gosh that 
that, yeah, that, that shit looks scary looks. as yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, Ma. I think yeah. it's called Ma. Yeah. Yeah, what? Oh, That's my a gosh. little creepy. But both just phenomenally talented. I I just, I, I have high hopes for this one. I think it's going to be huge. Yeah. I think Netflix is going to have a huge hit. Yeah, huge seriously. Hit. And I mean, Netflix has seemed to have a lot of huge hits right now. I mean, they just came out with The Highwaymen, and we just saw The Umbrella Academy just got a season two. Oh, man, I started watching the season one of this thing, and I liken it a lot to X-Men, a lot kind of like that, and a little bit like Doom Patrol now. Yeah. But more in like the like Academy school feel. But yeah, it got a second season, so that is very exciting for Netflix. And the, but Netflix holding tight on plot details. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they won't tell us what the second. No. The first season did, we should say, end on a, a, like apparently a really epic cliffhanger. Yeah. So everybody's like, oh, like shit. But they're not telling you anything about what the second season is going to be about. Oh, man. Um. So there you go. Um. And I guess they're going to stay pretty close to the to the books yeah for you guys who don't know it's a dark horse comics yeah. like graphic novel mm-hmm. that the thing was adapted from and apparently it's been pretty close to the source material yeah. so whether they deviate off from that in season two or i don't know yeah i mean i guess but it has been and you know netflix reed and the boys they don't like to release numbers right so <laughs> they but they will say that it's been a huge hit for them yeah so what that means as far as viewership or numbers who knows if, if you guys can ever figure that out you call us let yeah us know. seriously but, everybody's jumping on that superhero bandwagon man it's the day and age of the superheroes yeah let's be honest about it and i mean let's talk about the biggest superhero one right now avengers endgame (sighs) and how brilliant are they they release a new minute and a half long teaser to basically promote the fact that tickets tickets. went on sale yeah (laughs) yeah and it was epic it's so good it was epic and i gotta say those russo brothers man (laughs) One, I thought it was hilarious. If you guys missed this, they didn't even give Tom, old Spidey, a script. Oh, so funny. A script. Because he's blown something every time before, so this time he didn't even get it. He was literally shooting his scenes with no idea what context they were going to be put together. He has no idea what the story's about. Exactly. That's hilarious Like they, I guess I read the article, and they were like, yeah, you're fighting this guy, and this is how you have to move, but we're not going to tell you who the guy is. Yeah, no. (laughs) I mean, like, no clue. Yeah. And, And so, and then... They also are not just doing that to their own stars. They're doing it to us. Because one of the most talked about things in this new Minute 30, you know, little teaser yeah. was, oh shit, Tony and Cap, they're back together. Right. Oh, Steve, Steve and Tony have mended. <laughs> they're, they're friends again. Because you guys know after Civil War, yeah, they haven't been talking. They, yeah, they're, they're separate. Talking. They don't... They, well, you see in this new one, they shake hands. Do you trust me? I do. And it's all kind of, you feel like, oh no, they're good. But Apparently, maybe. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe this, rumors have it that that was digitally altered mm. to have, make it look like it was Cap present day, but when that it was actually, actually Tony asking for Cap's trust back in the first Avengers movie in New York in the invasion. Yeah. Um, and that he's time traveling, trying to convince him. That he needs us to him to trust yeah. him in the future, um, and then this is the kick. The Russo brothers pretty much would not confirm that, <laughs> but they did confirm that they do digitally alter footage that have been in all these trailers to intentionally throw the Damn, fans off. Man, like they are just ugh. So we should say it did break the record online ticket sales within six hours, yeah. causing almost every vendor that sells online tickets pre-sale to crash. <laughs> if you were trying to buy a ticket, yeah. you were shit out of luck. Hell yeah. Shit's um, going for like $5,000 on eBay right yeah, now. <laughs> that, yeah, I saw that. It's like, normally you know how people will buy up some sporting events like yeah. Super Bowl tickets or yeah. World Series tickets. Well, this is the first time apparently that anything of a movie 
of this like they they are literally selling Endgame tickets like J Lo said for like between two and five grand on on eBay. That is insane. I mean, I sent you that gif the other day, or no, it was that meme from uh, it was Thanos and uh, Gamora, and she was like, "You just uh, bought some Endgame tickets, yeah? What did it cost you? Everything, Everything. (laughs) exactly." Now. They are saying we're gonna we're gonna drop this, and then I saw something today. I don't even know if J Lo saw it yet, I don't but I'm know. gonna I'm gonna get the listeners really really excited. I oh, think because it got me really really excited. Endgame right now, you guys, if you haven't seen this, it's poised to. We talked about this last week. Somewhere in the neighborhood of eight hundred and forty million dollars opening weekend yep. globally. Okay, almost a billion now domestically though. They're saying that it's currently tracking at between 200 and 250 million dollars, mm-hmm. okay, for an opening weekend. Now, if you guys remember, the opening weekend record is Infinity War at 257.6 million. And I know what you're thinking. Well, 200 to 250, that's not going to break even Infinity War. Right. But in the first announcement of tracking Similar to right now, the first week when they initially said, this is what we think Infinity War is going to do, they were tracking it at $185 million to $225 million. Mm. It did $257. Oh, shit. So if the estimates are correct, and Endgame tracks 50 to $70 million higher like Infinity War yeah. did, it's breaking $300 it's breaking million on... Well, it'll definitely break the opening weekend record, but I think... It's got a definitive shot at breaking three hundred so? million dollars uh, in its opening weekend domestically. Yeah. Now, I think it's going to be two sixty ish, two seventy ish. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think everybody agrees it's going to break the record. Yeah. Now, everybody was talking about the the runtime, which, by the way, has now been confirmed by the Russo brothers. It is three hours. 58 seconds. Yeah. So you do what you want with that. If you want to round up <laughs> three hours, one minute, yeah. whatever. And people were freaking out because like they cut like a minute off or yeah. some shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, but now here's the thing. With the projections the way they are, saying that they they think it's going to do this or that at the box office, mm-hmm. and the runtime, they had this guy, and they won't say who. They just said he's an industry professional. Mm. He works for someone that would be doing a review whether that means a trade or a tv show or whatever but all they would say is industry professional who does reviews right now he was doing a story on whether they thought that the hype of what it could be for opening weekend and or the runtime Mm -hmm. would hurt it Mm. would hurt the chances at breaking that record because of the runtime so a good point he thought that the only thing that might prohibit it from actually breaking the record would not be the runtime mm-hmm. but would be bad reviews. Mm. He he thought that, you know, potentially cuz it's got so much hype, it's got so much pre-buzz that he didn't feel like that would stop people from going. Right. But if they go and it's not what they thought, then bad reviews or word of mouth could kill it. Yeah. So, apparently Disney/Marvel Studios let this guy see it to do this article and it's the first official word he hasn't written a review yet but the first official word and and disney has clarified that it is indeed official this guy described it as ground breaking ground breaking and he was awestruck mm, 
Wow. He's and then followed up by saying, "No shot that bad reviews will hurt this because they're not going to get it." Oh man. Oh shit. That's yeah. crazy. I yeah. mean, we've heard before from yeah. uh, Ruffalo, Hulk's going to look like insane. Exactly. Oh, and, oh, I left one other word out that he started with. He had three. He had groundbreaking, awe-inspiring, awe and mind-shattering oh. is what he actually started <sighs> it with. Mind-shattering. Now, you put that in a little ball. Mind-shattering, right. awe-inspiring, groundbreaking. I, I feel like it's going to be epic. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's going to be so huge for cinema everywhere and, of course, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I cannot and wait. We can't leave out the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think this is the perfect story to end industry news on and lead right into our guest segment. Yeah. But, yeah, we should say Captain Marvel. Yeah, it is. Another juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Uh, crossed the billion-dollar mark. First female-led superhero movie to cross the billion-dollar mark, yeah. which, congratulations. Did it in, like, three weeks, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's the 10th uh, in the club. <laughs> Disney and Pixar's animated event pick, Incredibles. Uh, Disney and Marvel now hold, if you can believe this, seven of the live-action slots of, of the biggest, yeah. of, you know, billion-dollar movies. Yeah. Uh, and that's Avengers Infinity War with two point four eight billion. Mm-hmm. The Avengers one point uh five one nine billion. Avengers Age of Ultron one point four billion. Black Panther one point three billion. Iron Man three one point two billion. Captain America Civil War one point one five billion. And now Captain Marvel. Wow. Now all of that is impressive as shit, especially yeah. when you say Infinity War two billion and all these movies. Captain Marvel a billion dollars. Yeah. Even <laughs> more so when you think they're talking about. Endgame making almost a billion dollars globally in the first weekend. It took Captain Marvel three weeks to cross it. They're talking about (laughs) Endgame possibly doing it in the first weekend, crossing a billion dollars. That is insane to me. But huge congrats to Marvel, Marvel Studios, Disney, Kevin Feige, everybody involved with the MCU because these people are rocking and rolling. They know what they're doing. And just, it's unprecedented, man. 22 movies, mm-hmm. all 22, yep. opened at number one. <sighs> and so almost all of them have crossed half a billion dollars. A majority of them crossed a billion dollars. Yeah. Some of them, $2 billion. Damn. I think that $4 billion price tag that they bought Marvel for <laughs> is worth totally it. worth it. Yeah, <laughs> totally worth it. worth it. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that was a great way to end up some industry news. Hell yeah. All right, now it is time for our interview segment. Oh, man, we got two today, but let's start off with Akira Akbar from This Is Us and the new Captain Marvel. Yes. Th- okay. 11 years old. Yeah. She's in the number one movie in the world and like one of the most popular, highest rated TV shows in the. It's unbelievable. 11. So crazy. Uh, so crazy. I'm so excited to talk to her today. Oh, man. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Here yep. she is. Woo, woo. Akira Akbar. Hey, how are you today? I'm amazing. How are you? <laughs> oh, we're doing great. We're doing fantastic. Welcome inside the crazy ant farm. We're so happy you're here today. Thank you so much. I'm happy I'm here, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah, I'm Dustin, and you're going to be talking to myself and Logan today, okay? Okay, great. All right, awesome. And Hi, it, 
Hi, Akira. <laughs> well, first of all, huge congratulations on Captain Marvel. Yeah. Number one movie in the world, and it is just kicking some tail, and we couldn't be more happy for you. <laughs> yeah, plus This Is Us, which is one Thank of the biggest so TV shows on right now. You're right? I mean, oh, This Is Us and Captain Marvel. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Killing it. <laughs> I'm telling you. We are so excited <laughs> to talk to you about both. Um, but what we'd like to do is kind of introduce you, first of all, to the, to the listeners, for people who may not be familiar with who you are, or maybe not have seen some of your your work so what we want to do is kind of start out about how did you get into acting uh was it something that you always wanted to do or did you kind of fall into it or why not tell us a little bit about that well actually it was something i've always wanted to do my mom had a shop and i've always liked to perform in there with her clients and well first of all i started modeling first and then she saw how i really loved acting and getting into character this put me into acting. I just loved it ever since. Oh, oh that's awesome. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. And, and, and uh, I mean, clearly the chosen path, because you're just, like we said, you're just doing so amazing at it already. Now, you've worked in both film and TV, like we mentioned at the top of the interview. Do you have one that you prefer, or do you love both equally? Well, actually, I love both equally, but I would kind of prefer television over movies, because I like being on set every day, mm-hmm. and it's <laughs> This is really fun to me. That's awesome. Yeah, that and that makes a lot of sense. It's a lot of fun, right? Um, so let's talk about This Is yeah. Us a little bit then. Uh, I, wow. First of all, scene stealer. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you were phenomenal as young Beth. I, I got to tell you. Thank you so much. <laughs> what was that like? I, I mean, when you found out you booked that show, and I mean, because this is just huge right now. This show is phenomenal and such, I think it's really just, I mean, gripped America and really captured the hearts. So what was that like when you found out you got booked for it? Oh, I was so excited. I was literally jumping up and down everywhere and I was so happy. (laughs) And knowing that I was playing a ballerina, I was really excited because I was a ballerina myself too. Oh, that's awesome. You get to dance a little bit. (laughs) Absolutely. So like perfect (laughs) cast. Yeah, and it's just... How about the cast? What's it like working with the cast? Because they seem very tight-knit and just like a family. And like you said, you like TV because you get to spend every day on the set. Yeah. So what's that relationship like? Have you gotten really close yeah. with the cast? Well, yeah. Um, Susan, she came up to me and was like, me, 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 and I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I have to say, perfect so casting. Todd was so amazing. Oh, I bet, I bet. He came up to me and was like, you're such a great actress. Oh, man. Wow, wow. When you have somebody like Felicia Rashad, yeah. I mean, she's like legendary. She is. So what a compliment coming to say that you're a great actress. Yes. I can't even imagine. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. <laughs> That is incredible. Now, we also saw that you were also on Criminal Minds and Grey's Anatomy. What were those two like? Well, Criminal Minds, I didn't really have a big role because it was my first job. Oh, nice. And, yeah, I was basically, like, sitting in the back seat going, like, "Mm -hmm." Mm-hmm. And Grey's Anatomy, uh, that was fun. I felt like I had a bigger role. That's cool. (laughs) It's all about working your way up, right? Yeah, exactly. So, okay, I know this is kind of like you're 11, so I I, I don't know. We're, we're going to ask. Right. What do you think I is don't. the most <laughs> difficult about being a child actor right now? Or is there? I mean, has it? what's it been like for you at such a young age to have such success so quick? Yeah. Well, it's not really difficult, but, like, sometimes you don't really get to hang out with your friends if you're on set or doing homeschool. Yeah. But when I do get to hang out with my friends, it's really fun. And I also love spending time with my family. Oh, That's absolutely. Now let's talk about your homeschool a little bit. Now when you're on set, is it online classes or does someone come out and actually teach you in person? What's that like? Well, if someone comes out and actually teaches me in person, we um, 
We meet every Wednesday. That's cool. So, like, if I'm on set Wednesday, then she comes up to, like, where I'm filming, and we just do what I was doing at school, or... That's like, awesome. Meet up with my people. Yeah. Now, are you, for for people who might not know, are you still restricted by uh, the amount of hours that you're able to work due to your age? Like how many hours you're allowed to be on set? Yeah, I am. Yeah, because so I, I think a lot like, of people don't understand that that yeah. that's kind of the, the the thing there. So yeah, I only have like nine hours to work. Mm-hmm. That's and, and is that is that uh, per week or is that um, per day? That's per day. Okay. Per day. Okay. okay. So okay, now how does that yeah. work? How does that work with the movies? Is that similar in in film also that you're limited to the time that you can spend on set? Yes, it is. But like with those hours, I just have a lot of fun. <laughs> that's good. That's good. It's all about living the dream and having fun while you're living life and doing what you love to do. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now I I gotta say we <laughs> we were huge fans of Captain Marvel, Akira. Yes, and you you. <laughs> In in my opinion, I'm just gonna say it. You you stole the movie. Yeah, especially you, towards the end. Yeah, <laughs> your scenes were just come on. There's no Captain Marvel without you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you make her remember <laughs> who she was, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, you can say it. it's true. It, you, you're responsible for Captain Marvel. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Thank you so much. And plus, getting <laughs> to choose her suit, like yeah, that was oh, pretty yeah, cool. Oh yeah, that that scene where you help her choose the suit is just classic. That's it really absolutely. Is. But I really did oh, like yeah, the relationship. Yeah, I loved the relationship between you guys. I mean, b- between you and Lashana, who played your mom, and Bree for Carol. I just thought the the whole dynamic between the three of y'all was outstanding. It was really like a family. It really was. Yes, it was. Now, we still keep the past to this day. That's awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, did you know going in, yes, have they hinted just, to you that your character actually becomes Captain Marvel down the line? Have they hinted to you that? They haven't told me that, but I, I've learned from like people on Instagram and stuff, which I think is super cool because I'm like, I'm a superhero, what? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> it would be really cool. You have set the bar high for whoever they cast to take that on as the adult role. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah, honestly. Because you just yes. did an amazing <laughs> job in the role. I, I mean, I was impressed from so start much. to finish. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so, were, were you familiar with the Marvel movies before you got booked for that role? I mean, were you a Marvel fan? Well, yeah, I was. I actually watched Infinity War and Black Panther, and I really liked those movies. Oh, oh nice. yeah. And now you're a part of it. Now exactly. you're a part of the MCU. The whole universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you I know, once you're in... Right, and once you're in, you're in. I mean, that's it. You're a part of the family now. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I was thinking about that, and I was like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Well, I guess what I guess what I want to ask is, what advice would you have for people that are trying to follow along your path? Because, like I said, you've just been uh, you're such a talented actress, and yeah. have been so you know lucky with the roles that you've achieved. What advice would you have for young people Thank your you. age trying to get into the industry? Well, the advice I would have is, is like, don't give up, and if you get knocked down, try again. I mean, you get a lot of chances sometimes. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. And there's always room for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. There's always room for you. Yeah, that that's great advice. Yeah, you're a very wise young woman. <laughs> she really is. Now Thank we you. heard also your sister was actually in, in the movie with you, correct? Yes, she was. It was so amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's got to be pretty cool to share something like that in the family. That's got to be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. And I got to say, how incredible was the red carpet? Because you just looked adorable on the red carpet. You looked like you were owning that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like you had done it your whole life. You were you were just right. taking care of it. She's like, I am prepared. <laughs> 
That was actually my first red carpet. Oh my gosh, oh, it's so for Captain exciting. Marvel. That's yeah. got to be so exciting. What, what were you thinking about when you were going through the red carpet? Were you just so excited? Okay, I was nervous, kind yeah. of, because there's so much press, and I was just like, oh my god. Right? I'm ready for this. <laughs> And, oh, yeah. How do you prepare for something like that? I mean, I, I've seen seasoned professionals who have been in it for 30 or 40 years kind of stumble through interviews on the red carpet. How Do you just go in and just hope that they ask you something that you want to answer? Or how, how do you prepare yourself for something like that? Well, actually, I do media press. Oh, that's, yeah, good to have. <laughs> yeah, it's it sounds like you got a good group of team members that are helping to help for you towards your success. Absolutely. So let's talk about yeah. your family a little bit, because I, I mean, I, I feel like you have a very supportive family, and I think that's so important in this industry, whether you're 11 or whether yeah. you're 50. Um, let's talk about the family. <laughs> Were they supportive when you first said, yep, this is what I want to do? You had mentioned that mom kind of got you into it um, a little bit and saw that you wanted yeah. to do it. So how's it, how's that like? She's really supportive, and she's like encourages me to do stuff, and going on missions and everything and she's just my superhero <laughs> oh that's, that's awesome i love that yeah absolutely <laughs> i like yeah that's adorable my mom is my superhero too yeah. i think everybody's mom should be their superhero yeah honestly so and I, oh, that's adorable yeah. oh well what kind oh, of roles now. <laughs> there you go <laughs> what kind of roles do you want to play in the future i would love to be a marvel superhero oh yes and become Monica Rambo when she gets older. <laughs> so hopefully I can go. I can go and become that person. Uh, well, you know, they've got these things planned out for years and years. They so do. I bet there's a good chance. I hear rumors are they're working on Young Avengers. I could totally see Monica as the Young Avenger, yeah. Captain, Mar- Captain Marvel. <laughs> I, I, you hear that. She yeah, wants that. She's like, yes, that, that is what I want. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> All right, we're going to start a hashtag. We'll have Monica. Yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs> We'll spread it all over social media for That's you. It'll be right. fantastic. That's right. Now, you have a recurring yeah. role on This Is Us, right? We're going to see you again on This Is Us some more, right? Yeah. I don't know when, but I'm hoping it's really soon. Yeah, you're honestly phenomenal in that episode, and I loved it. I cried so Thank much you. during that episode. <laughs> right? I mean, are, are you like us? Can you watch that show without crying? Because I can't. I can't watch the show without crying. <laughs> I can watch the show without crying. Oh, okay. She's way stronger. She's way stronger than I am. It's true. My episode, my episode, I was kind of crying because people were calling and were like, and were like congratulating me. So I was like, oh my god, I feel so special. Well, I would say that you are indeed special. I mean, like I said, you're just a phenomenal young talent, and and we could not be more happy for your success. Um, Is how about uh, is there anybody you'd like to work with in the future? Like an actor or an actress that you're just dying to work with in the future? Um, I would definitely like to work with Storm Reeves. Mm-hmm. She's like one of my friends now, and she's just really an amazing actor. Oh, that's, yeah. That's definitely. A, that's a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely a good choice. <laughs> Well, listen, thank you so much for talking to us today. I know the fans are going to just love hearing from you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And best of luck in the future. You know, we can't wait to see you again on This Is Us. And we're going to hold out. Like I said, we're going to tell everybody, you know, you need to be Captain Marvel. Yeah, exactly. We're going to make that happen. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) You're you're welcome. And thank you again for coming on the show. And you and your family have just a great rest of the day. And again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye.
That's so awesome. 11 years old. 11. That's crazy. Admit, she's already stronger than me. I, I cry during this class. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, she's just, you You know, you called it though. She's got already such a head on her shoulders, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. understands this game really well. Exactly. Exactly. And I loved her advice. There's all there's room for you. Exactly. You stay at it. Don't give up. There exactly. is room for you. That's that's exactly. great advice. Seriously. And come on, it melted your heart when she said her mom was her superhero. It right? did. It, it did. did. <laughs> I was like, me too. Oh, it's adorable. Oh, so good. That's so good. Thank you again, Akira, for coming on the show. All right, now it is time for our guest, Miles Musadin from Cloak and Dagger. We are so excited, just continuing building that Marvel relationship. Oh yeah, Otis Johnson. He plays Tyrone's dad. Yeah. If you guys aren't familiar, yeah. and yeah, really, this guy's had a little bit of experience in the Marvel universe, though. Yeah, this is officially his first. Marvel Cinematic Universe role, mm-hmm. but he was in Luke Cage. He was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, you know, he's got a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to sell about this because yeah. this guy seems like he's got just an amazing career and how he got started in it. Can't wait to talk to him. Definitely, definitely. Miles Musadin, man. How are you today? Hey, Dustin. I am doing wonderful, man. I'm, I'm, I'm living a dream like you. There you go. That's <laughs> yeah. all right. Yeah, I like yeah, this. Yeah. Uh-huh. So excited to have you on the show, man. And, and like I said, uh-huh. you're going to be talking to myself and Logan today. And what we like to do starting out is um, we do have a lot of listeners that are huge Cloak and Dagger fans, so they know all about you. But we want to introduce you kind of to any listeners out there that might not be familiar with your work or Cloak and Dagger. So we like to start off cool. about um, a little background on you about how you got into the industry. Was acting something you always wanted to do or did you kind of fall into it or how'd you get started? in it, man. Sweet. Well, hey, hey, Logan, uh, first I want to say a shout out to you. <laughs> What's um, up, man? Both of you, you and Dustin. Um, yeah, man, you know, for all you folks that don't know me, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a, I'm a late, late bloomer or something, man. I, I actually was in, just started acting when I was a kid, you know, elementary school, because I came in when I was young. Um, and, uh, you know, loved it back then, man, but uh, it wasn't cool, man. When I told my friends I wanted to be an actor, they used to laugh at me, man, so I didn't end up uh, going into the music business instead. Uh, but oddly enough, I kept getting called back to acting, man, over the years. Just little things would happen where I would end up doing skits. I would end up doing plays. I'd end up doing things. And um, in 2000, what, like eight or something, whenever the, the recession hit, you know, I, I actually uh, was doing, uh, I was a real estate developer. Oh, you know, wow. I used to do plays and stuff like that in my, in my spare time because oh, I just yeah. enjoyed it. You know, I just always had the love for the acting. And, um, man, when that recession hit, it wiped me out. I actually went bankrupt. And I said, you know what, man, if I got to start over, I might as well do what I want to do, what I love to do. And I went and got an agent and went and started doing acting full time. Fantastic. That's awesome. uh, Yeah. And then I just built up, you know, shows here, doing little, 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 little things here, little things there. Actually, I was doing uh, standing work, (laughs) you know, for a little while. And that's what, uh. You know, kind of got me into the film and television side of it, doing uh, doing that. You know, for for Denzel and different uh, people, and um, yeah, man. Eventually, my opportunities came, and uh, I took them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, yeah, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say you stand in for uh, Flight, right, with Denzel Washington. Is that is that the film you worked yes, on? Yes, sir. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's all about yeah, getting yeah, on yeah, set. Every all, all things Denzel. It was a pretty <laughs> pretty awesome experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was a stunt double as well. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two yeah. very inspirational things right there. One, the, the, the attitude and the ability to go past the bankruptcy and not yeah. give up and say, Hey, I'm not going to let this define who I am. And I'm just completely turn your life around basically. Yeah, absolutely. 
And then like Jayla yeah. said, yeah. And then like Logan said to anything to get on the set. Yeah. I'll do stand in work. I'll do stunt work. I'm going to get on this set and pursue the career. So both very inspirational, man. Man. Yeah. It, it was man. Cause interesting enough, like when I first uh, started standing for Denzel, I was actually his, I was a standing, just, just his standing. Mm-hmm. And, but um, it's just funny how when you're doing something and you know, you all of a sudden I start getting offers for, commercials and this and that yeah and um you know when i was already doing stand up with denzel so i would i would leave because i was, wasn't getting paid much and i was just off of a bankruptcy so, <laughs> you know, you're you know, like so listen i, I need to make my money no to these other projects so man but they were so awesome uh, I, I would leave and i was they had a backup stand-in for me so i was a stand-in they had a backup stand-in mm-hmm. for when i couldn't when i couldn't come to work well, because i was doing these other shows yeah so um Interestingly enough, eventually they were like, you know, they they wanted, they liked what I was doing, and they they liked me. I got along really well with with Bob Zemeckis and um, and Denzel and and Steve Starkey, and they said, you know what, man, we're gonna try to see if we can get you uh, do something else for you. So they talked to Denzel, who had a stunt double already, convinced him to make me his stunt double <laughs> and stand, and that way he could put me on contract. And so, that's you know, epic. Uh, and I won't be going off every couple of days doing something else. Right. So we did that, and man, and it says I was under contract, and we we we, we rocked all the way out from there on out. In fact, they they flew me out to L.A. and uh, had set up meetings with with the casting director and all kinds of stuff, man. So it was oh, a pretty man. great experience. Epic. Yeah, yeah, that is epic. And I can't tell you now how many people are like running out to be a stand-in. Right. Like, holy shit. Exactly. <laughs> I can be a stand-in. <laughs> That's hey, 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 Dustin, it has its pitfalls as well because um, they need to know that um, I, it, it hurt me in some ways as well because, you know, just doing stand-in work. Like, I was uh, I was at uh, the airport um, in Louisiana. I just, I just wrapped uh, Queen Sugar. Um, the show that shoots down there. Yeah. Um, and I saw, I saw Will Packer. He's a, uh, director producer, um, in, in the airport. So, uh, he and I, uh, are talking and, um, you know, he said, uh, we were talking and I said, yeah, I'm down here doing Queen Sugar and blah, blah, blah. We were talking. So he said, uh, uh what, were you standing? And I almost <laughs> fell out of my daggone chair yeah. when he, when he said that. And you know, it's, it's amazing that like he would say something like that. And I, I realized it was from like, I auditioned for several of his projects. I never worked on his projects, mm-hmm. right. but I've auditioned, had some great auditions for his projects. So what I'm thinking is that they must have said, yeah, this is such and such. You know, and and that casting director that was uh, that that was casting all his projects um, knew me as uh, knew that I did standing work. So I'm, I'm guessing he might have qualified it and said, "Yeah, this is Miles, but he's a standing." You don't want to classify so as that. It can also bite you. No, definitely not. You know, keeping it real, Miles, and, and that's awesome mm-hmm. because uh, you, you like you said, you got to let people know the pitfalls too. Exactly. I mean, you got to learn yeah. when to mm-hmm. take risk and when to like go for it. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. So in certain areas, it, it hurt a little bit, you know. But um, for the most part, I'm happy because it's not every day you get to, you know, work um, with a guy like Denzel. I mean, because it's like even Denzel, like when, when we were done on that movie, he was like, "Man, hey, so you got a master class," and he was right. I got a master class because mm-hmm. you know we were going, and you know I go, I do, I do standing work. I was full out. I know all the lines, you know, without doing it completely in character. Mm-hmm. I was doing just like he was in character. I was in character. I was like, I was my role as well. So, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, before mm-hmm. we jump into some other stuff, I want to ask, because you brought it up, the music. Now, you owned a r- actual music company, right? A record company with a couple of friends, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so yeah, epic. Man. People, I don't think people know what records are anymore, does right. <laughs> 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 Yeah, 
in the day and um, uh, just doing some some reggae music, dance halls, and some a little bit of hip hop, man. You know, had had a fair amount of success. You know, I worked with some pretty, well, at the time, you know, was pretty big artists, Dennis Brown, Shabba Ranks, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. uh, Patra, and all these type of folks. So, you know, I had some fun, man. I really uh, actually enjoyed it a lot. Oh, that's fantastic. So, any, any mm-hmm. interest in getting back into that, or do you still dabble in the music every now and then? Uh, I still dabble, man. I actually, <laughs> I, well, I don't know if I um, I actually just wrote a, a, a song for Rihanna. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not making any, I'm not breaking news yet. I'm just, I'm, I wrote the song, you know, there's some people uh, making a track around it, and uh, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see but what yeah, happens, I mean, but know, man. Because it's funny, it's actually because of you guys, not you guys particularly, but but doing interviews, and people keep asking about music. Yeah. And it just kind of got me back to the buzzing, like, you know, got my, got, I don't know, something, something clicked in the said, oh, you know. I enjoyed it. Why not do some more? No? Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely, bro. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. That that mm-hmm. sounds like an opening to have you back on if that hits, man. Because we definitely want to talk yeah. to you about that if that hits. I mean, without doubt. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. And so uh, you did dabble in before we jump into Cloak and Dagger. You did dabble in the Marvel universe a little bit, right? You were on Luke Cage and Spider Man Homecoming, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> I was like, I was there. I was there. <laughs> Yeah, I love that, though, because you do you do mention that that, you know, you you seem to always play authority figures or yeah. cops or, you mm-hmm. know, these type mm-hmm. roles, mm-hmm. Which, which you did in those. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I, I saw something and now we can jump in. Let's let's talk about Cloak and Dagger, because you said that you, okay. you were jumped at the opportunity to play the father figure, father role and kind of get away from the cop the standard cop role kind of a thing and and, Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. dig into the family you know dynamic of it so let's talk about that we we have heard and we're we're curious we were talking about this before the show we've had several people on from the marvel universe from daredevil and and a bunch of different shows and they've all kind of hinted that you know it's legendary you know in hollywood the marvel secrecy and top secret and they all kind of hinted to us that their audition process they weren't even aware what they were doing or where they were yeah. auditioning for. They were in like this small yep. room and they weren't told what they were doing. They were just like read that. Was your similar to that for Cloak and Dagger also? <laughs> you know what? I I did not even I had no idea I, I even auditioned for Cloak and Dagger oh, or man. Marvel or anything. I had no clue. I, I might have known Marvel. I probably just forgot because I probably like because I think I signed some disclosure for some untitled project, right? Um, or something like that. So I but I completely forgot. I was going about my life. <laughs> you know, um, or, or, or auditioning for other stuff. I was going in. It was. It was happened to be pilot season, and um, you know, so I, I had my phone off because mm-hmm. I had two. I was auditioning for two pilots that day, and you know, I just didn't want to be distracted. Right. And um, so it wasn't until later on that night that I realized that you know people were trying to reach me all day. <laughs> so, yeah. You know that uh, they wanted me to go test for this Marvel thing, mm-hmm. and um, you know, so you know, I got the message really late, and um. You know, it was just a, just, you know, for the Marvel, so hell, yeah, damn, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> but it was interesting, uh, you know, I had I had things going on, though, because I had, I was already in contract to go shoot this, uh, that Marco Robbie movie, uh, I can't remember the name of it right now, um, but Marco played the skater. Oh, I, uh, Tanya? Uh, oh, yeah, I, Tanya, yeah. yeah. I, Tanya, yeah, yeah, I just had a little thing on that, but I still, you know, I had to, I had to do that, so, um, 
you know, it was it was that much time just able to go right. out to New York and go to LA and then go back to Atlanta and, and be able to do all these things. So, you know, we end up doing like Skype. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, but um so yeah, I mean, you know, for the for the for the um instead of going in for the screen test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, use electronics, man. So but it was a beautiful thing. Well, you yeah, must have nailed yeah, it because I mean, yeah, seriously, <laughs> you must have well, done pretty you know what, damn man? good. I was just so ready, and I'm a, I'm a father. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a dad, and yeah. it's like it, it, you know, and I deal with some of the stuff that you know, that, you right. know a, a father son. So it kind of came, it kind of came a little bit easy for me, and also I was um, determined to like you guys talked about break this whole. Um, you know, cops, right, you know, right. lawyer, uh, you know, things. So I've been working on characters and, you know, um, you know, so people, because it's funny, I, when I grew up in Brooklyn, you know, we used to run from the cops, so we played <laughs> cops. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so I have a whole lot of other stuff in me, so I'm like, okay, well, I just wanted one of those, these type of opportunities that, that will show a whole different thing, and I thought that that would be an opportunity to really take my career somewhere else. Right. To another level, you know, by being able to break out of that whole, um, you know, you're under arrest thing. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's yeah, awesome yeah. to get to try new stuff. Now, let's talk about the subject yeah. matter of the show. This one's pretty dark. It deals with, like, sex, drugs, drug trafficking, yeah. sex trafficking. Like, mm-hmm. does it take an emotional toll on yourself as an actor? Um... You know, uh, you know, last season, season one, actually did more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just you know, with you know the the and and, and, it, and the season one was just the start. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Um, you know, dealing with the loss of of uh, the son, right, and uh, you know the framing of another son, and and so it, it, it man, to be honest with you, there was times I kind of was getting a little depressed. Yeah, I so can imagine. So you gotta kind of find ways, and I wasn't doing a good job of finding finding ways to kind of, you know, snap out of that and get positive stuff that mm-hmm. we will hang out. You know, I would hang out with um, with Andrea Roth. You know, she plays uh, um, uh, Tandy's mom yep. on the show or, you know, or, yeah, and uh, or Allie. You know, we would all, you know, we'd all go hang out and have a good time and that, that kind of just, you know, put us back to remembering, okay, this is, you know, this is uh, Hollywood. Right, it's just a job. Take the work seriously, but don't take yourself too seriously. And I don't feel like I was taking myself too seriously, but I just feel like, the remnants of it, you just carry it. Right, exactly. It's a lot you know? of emotional mm-hmm. weight, I feel like. Yeah, 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 it is, because it's definitely subject matter, and it's real. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, um, it's really happening, so I just feel like, at least I felt a sense of responsibility. Right. You know, um, when, when telling uh, when telling this, this story, because, right. you know, people are really, you know, going through these things, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I could definitely yeah. see relating to uh, Tandy's mom because they have a very strained relationship too, like her always going and coming, not knowing, like especially with the, the stepdad figure around. Yeah, it, I can imagine like it was good to sympathize with each other on that one. Yeah, well, we weren't really sympathizing. We were just having fun. Oh, there you <laughs> go. You there know, you go. Let it all go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I will say, though, it. I think I think it translates really well on screen because I, I thought the family dynamic between you and Gloria Rubin yeah. and Aubrey was mm-hmm. just... It's some of my favorite scenes in season one, honestly, when dealing with the loss of Billy. Right. And especially when you guys go to the... the he gets the cloak. Yeah. And you just say how it was originally for Billy, but yeah. he's going to continue. I just thought that was some of the best scenes and some of the best work and i hope we see a lot more of the family dynamic in season two yeah you know i uh actually aubrey and i um that was uh, our favorite episode secretly you know um 
from season one. And man, if you, <laughs> there was some stuff, I don't know, I, I, I Joe will kill me if I tell y'all what it is, but there's some stuff, I hope someday they, they, they show the deleted scenes or whatever, but we did some things there <laughs> that they end up not using that was freaking crazy. Yeah. Oh, you man. know, and, um, you know, that, that, yeah, the whole final family dynamic and, and the stuff with is it, just it was really deep, and, you know, and it was heartfelt for for us, right? You know, um, as as because you know it, it's it's like Aubrey and I, our relationship outside of the show is almost parallel to what it is on the show, right? <laughs> you know, um, you know, so you know after the pilot and all that kind of stuff, he and I would hang out in New York and we go eat, and you know, so we had that yeah. camaraderie kind of like you know um, father figure. Uh, son anyway you right know? exactly um, so which is cool and, and then with Gloria it's funny because actually it wasn't until season two that we really started developing a, a closer relationship and uh, yeah yeah just love them both. Well, and I, I got to ask because you said at the top of the interview you were kind of a late bloomer yeah. into the acting thing. So, what was that like working with Aubrey and Olivia, who I guess I mean have got a lot of experience under the belt, young yeah. at, at a young age coming into it. What was that like working with with that and uh, that dynamic? Yeah, you know what? It was just fun, man. Because you know, I was just just um, I was happy to be in the room, man. So, like, <laughs> the case, so we would go, we would go to the store, we would walk in together, and, and I was almost like one of the kids. <laughs> you know, just, you know, <laughs> you know, skip to Maloo, you know, going right. and, and just uh, doing stuff. You know, people would ask me in interviews about me giving advice, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I, I was a child, you know, I used to work in the theater when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, I didn't come back to it until I was, you know, 30-something years old or whatever mm-hmm. it was. So, um, you know, uh, 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 I like, you know, these folks, they're out here doing it. They know, they, you know, they, I, I don't have to give them any advice. You know, they, you know, they're good. So it was just fun. It was just, you know, good times. And, um, man, we were just all loving each other's uh, work. Um, and I was, you know, I, it's, it's, it's like I, I think about Disney. When I thought about Olivia, you know, I know she used to do a Disney show. And I used right. to think about some of the Disney shows I saw my, my daughter watch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was like, um, okay, it's a different kind of acting. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I kind of thought, okay, that's what Olivia's going to do. I was kind of interested to see but man when i saw her uh work i said oh okay no this yeah. is uh no she's she's the real deal yeah she really you know, is and, and, and you know barbie throwing off broadway it's him too so they were just killing it and man uh it's I love that. Oh, yeah, I love that. I love that that you mentioned that because that was an initial thought of mine too. I'm like, "Oh, okay, she's coming from Disney Channel." Right. And then you see the first episode and it is so dark it's, and dealing yeah. with all the gritty real uh-huh. stuff. I'm like, "Ooh, yeah. but then yeah, they nailed it." Yeah, You're right. with her drug abuse yep. in the for like first couple yep. episodes, it's crazy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh-huh. when's the music video coming? I mean, so you're into music. I, we know Aubrey and Olivia sing, Gloria right. sings. You guys got to have a music video, yep. right? I mean, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I'm, um, I'm actually, uh, well, no, 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 I'm actually anything, but yeah, I, I went to the studio with Aubrey <laughs> this is way back in the pilot time, but, um, yeah, that'll be cool, man. You know, I, I, we'll see what happens, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah hey, man. Everybody's if, in the music. That'll be amazing. If yeah. anything, it works great for the DVD extras, right? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe for that reason, I don't know. We'll see what um, what Marvel and Disney says. You know, 
That's they might right. have something to say about that, us getting together and doing something like that. I got to ask you, too. I heard this great story because the Marvel family, if you will, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like once you're in, yeah. you're in. And yeah. it's like this huge family and, and this alliance. And if tell me if this is true or not. I heard somebody say that they heard a story from you that when you first got the gig and you were all excited to be on Cloak and Dagger and everything, you ran into old Falcon himself, Anthony Mackie, right? <laughs> and and yeah. you were like, yeah, brother. And he like had no clue who where you were. Is that right? <laughs> Yeah, man. You know, I saw I saw Anthony at in the airport in Atlanta. <laughs> you know, he was like, yeah, he was like two people in front of me. We were going through security, and uh, you know, so you know, he goes through, and you know, I didn't bother him at the first part, but you know, you go on the other side when your bag goes through the conveyor or whatever. Right. right. So he's waiting for his bag, and I, you know, and I come two people after him, so I'm waiting on my bag. So you know, I, I, I can't remember exactly what I said to him, man, but I kind of. Uh, I think I said, hey, what's up, fam? Or family or something like that. And, you know, um, put my sister to give him a pound. But I was, <laughs> the way I did it is as, as if I knew him, as if we were family. Right. right. <laughs> so, dude, dude just, like, like looked at me. He hesitated. He didn't give me a pound. He hesitated. Then he just, uh, he kind of barely just, you know, kind of tapped the back of my fist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just nodded and kept it moving, you know. <laughs> That's fantastic. So I figured, well, man, you know, eventually you'll know who I am. That's right. Exactly. He knows who you are now. He knows who Otis is now. He's yeah. like, okay, oh, yeah, cloak and dagger. Yeah, we got yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, yeah. And then he's from Brooklyn too, so you know, I grew up in Brooklyn, so I, I had a lot of reasons to feel like you know Anthony's family. You know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's amazing. That's awesome. But we want to talk about your work with the organization Front and Center, which works with juvenile court yeah. system, right? Yes, yes, yes. I was doing that in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with uh, kids in the. Cab County, you know, man, it was just a, a, a great program, and the court system would allow us to work with these kids. And my role in it was just I would have a group of boys, and I would teach them acting skills. That's awesome. Um, we would do imp- we would do improv acting, uh, you know. And these kids come from tough freaking circumstances, yeah. man. You know, um, you know, their home circumstances are tough, and and their their family circumstances are tough. Some of them parents are on drugs and. You know, so it's like hard nuts to crack, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, so I felt like I owed it to give back to some to kids, you know, because coming out, you know, I, you know, although I was born in London, I grew up in Brooklyn. Right. Mm-hmm. You, know, um, you know, so I knew it was like, I knew, you know, and I think in much, many of these boys have it much worse than I did, mm-hmm. you know, because um, we grew up, there's just a lot of violence around. Right. You know, but um, yeah, my parents were... I guess like more lower middle class, so you know I still lived in a, a duplex. You know I didn't live in like this. Well, I did live in a project for a little while, but um, I'm just saying these kids had a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know because my parents weren't on drugs, you know, and, right? You know, and that kind of thing. So, um, but you know, I, to be honest, man, you know it's like it was tough, man, because I felt a lot of times like I wasn't really making the kind of impact I would like to have. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we had some pretty cool things happen. Like I would be able to get them to audition for, you know, um, real projects sometimes. Right. Oh, you know? cool. um, so yeah, yeah. So that was cool. You know, I, um, um, I have relationships with some of the cast directors in the Southeast, like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, for example, like Lisa Mays and Cannon, um, you know, from the St. Cannons, you know, they were doing triple nine and I mm-hmm. got a bunch of my people and you know, my kids to be able to audition, That's you cool. know, 
I mean, there were additionally for gang members, but, you know, there right. hey, were gang yeah. members, so, <laughs> you, know, you know, it works, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's um, you know, uh, something that, uh, uh, again, I'm not really active right now, mm-hmm. but um, I need to do more often. I would do more often. Well, I still think that's phenomenal because you still gave these kids an opportunity to have a once in a lifetime experience for some of them. So I just think that's awesome. Absolutely. And and, and it's people like you that might be that make or break exactly. like that, that make them get on the right path as opposed to going right back to the wrong path when they get out. And, and you know, much respect for you for yeah, doing that. Seriously. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to take a lot of credit, man. It's just, you know, I, it, you know, um, I feel like. I know for me and my friends and us coming up, mm-hmm. it's like almost like you 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 feel like there's no way out. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so the way you pick the wrong way out, mm-hmm. you know. So if sometimes if they can just see, okay, and you might not even be the acting because I say, okay, there's also you know you got right. you got all kinds of jobs in the business. Exactly. You can do writing, you can do sound, you can man, there's just everything. Exactly. You got to like something. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. And, yep. um, so you know, it's you know, uh, you know. So if I if I could just Give a couple of guys, man, a, 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 a glimpse, show, shed some light on some other areas and other directions they can go. You know, I feel like, well, hey, man, I gave them a shot, you know? Yep, yeah. absolutely. So uh, before we let yeah. you go, I got to ask, because, you know, you film in New Orleans. So what, mm-hmm. what, what do you what do you think of the city? How How is it shooting in New Orleans? Are, are you a fan? Or, I mean, coming from Brooklyn, it's got to be a little bit of a culture yeah. shock. Yeah, it's, 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 it's mixed feelings, man. I got I to gotta tell you, because on the one hand, um, you know, I, I love that there's a lot of culture there, man. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, uh, at the same time, they've been through some things. Yeah, they and have. And for me, yeah, it seems like it's, it's tangible. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I, I was in season one. I was staying in this. Uh, I was staying in uh, what do you call it? The, the French Quarter, French Quarter. Uh-huh. And you know, I'm in this condo. You know, and, it, and it's beautiful and luxury. You got a swimming pool on the roof and all these nice fancy things. You know, the door people and you come, you, you pull your car up and they take your car, park it while you take the elevator upstairs, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, however, when I look out the window, I see people living on the street homeless. Right, it's true. You, you know, yeah. and um, you know that was it was just such a weird. I don't know if dichotomy is the word. I don't even know what the dichotomy means, but it feels like I should say that there. But it's just a weird juxtaposition, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, but you know, um, and um, so I even saw, which I've never seen personally. Um, until I went to Louisiana, I saw women and children um, living on the street. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 and, 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 and let me qualify that. I saw white women and children living on the street. <laughs> I've never, ever saw that. I've, I've never seen a white homeless woman kind of living on the street, to be honest with you, um, until I went to Louisiana. So it was, it was, um, it was shocking to me, you know. Um, and I was like, oh, hopefully at some point we can do something to help about it. But at the same time, you go out there and all that pain and suffering and all that stuff is, you know, a lot of it happens because of, of what happened to Katrina and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, but um, at the same time, these people are partying. They're still happy. Yeah. They're still pushing forward. They're still fighting. So there's that spirit and that energy. And actually, that's why, like, for, for the cloak and dagger thing, I felt like that was like, they just, I don't know if it was luck or what, man, but... It's like a magical thing where they picked the right place for that because, yeah. you know, the pain, the stuff these families are going through, but the, still the resilience and the, and the fight in them is kind of representative of the city. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, really I, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I never we, thought about it like that, no, honestly. No. I, I mean, I guess the city itself is almost as much a character in this show, you know, as, as the actors yeah. are. You're right. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. Fantastic. Yep. I, I love the description, too. I mean, I, I, we always love to have guests come on and keep it real. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's about the most real description of New Orleans I've ever heard. Honestly. Like, seriously, that that that's about, you nailed it, you know, I, and just... Yeah, I love that. Love that. Yeah, so, I hope I don't offend any, any any of my NOLA people. I mean, I love the city. You know, I'm just that's just my perspective. Yeah, <laughs> you know. No, yeah, in fact, yeah. I, I, just the opposite. I think the NOLA people would respect you even more for telling it like it is. Yeah. They they know how it is. Yeah, you know, and like you said, they yeah. they know the situation and still don't get themselves down and are still exactly. friendly and still out there feeling the spirit. So, yeah, I think they'll probably love the way you said it. Yeah, still supporting the Saints. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> still supporting the Saints. That's right. Bad call. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but listen, this has been a phenomenal conversation, man. And what we like to do at the end of our guest segment is have our guests leave our listeners with a little piece of advice, what pitfalls try to avoid and what to do in the industry. Okay, well, I would say a couple of things. Um, remember to be a person. Mm, you know, I yes. think when people are trying to come up in the industry, and, and you know, you, you know, and, that, and it's, it's good to be hungry in some respect, but you got to relate to people as people. It's true. So, you know, you, you know, I, like even me, I'm not a casting director, but I have people sending me private messages on in social media all the time. You know, mm-hmm. hey, uh, can you read this? Can you do that? Can right. You, you know, it's like, but there was no relations. I don't know. I didn't know you, man. Right, <laughs> right, know? yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, if you're going to reach out, you know, first first establish a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, as a person, you know what I mean? You know, so you, you know, like the, like the comment, you know, uh, uh, you know, make comment on the comment eventually that you really feel something strongly about. Yeah. And, you know, take time to build a relationship. And maybe at some point later you can say, well, hey, man, look, look at this. And at least I have some semblance of knowing who you are. Exactly. You know? Yeah, so I would say uh, uh, that is a, a key thing, you know. So you're touching as opposed to trying to use people. And then, uh, secondly, if you're, if you know, if you're an actor, I would say, you know, for me, you know, you guys mentioned you brought up I used to play cops all the time. Mm-hmm. Now um, I audition for all kinds of roles now, and you know, um, there's, there's, there's going to be no telling what I'm going to do next because uh, I think people have to, as actors, kind of. <sighs> When you're coming up, it's kind of like you, you try to deliver exactly what's on the page, what the right. script says. And, and, and essentially, you become a slave to the script. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for me, and I, for what I think, you know, has made a difference in my, uh, 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 my opportunities and what's been happening in my career is that I'm, not, I'm no longer a slave to the script. I kind of just create a character. There you go. You know, and, um, you know... So it's like I'm almost pretty much collaborating with the writer because I'm not trying to duplicate what he what he wrote on the page. Right. You know, he's a writer, and I respect what he wrote on the page. I'm not going to duplicate that. So I'll I'll read it twice, and I'll go up and you know I got my little camera. I'll go up and I'll just you know just play out a little a little improv for myself. That's Based on what I read, then I'll read it two more times. You know, it might be later that day or you know depending on how much time I have. Uh, uh, the next day, and I'll, uh, and I'll go and try something else. This is all before memorizing lines. Oh, wow. And then I'll memorize lines and then do it, 
not and not based on what they say. Oh, he yelled. And I, I'll go into the audition room, you know, and I'll hear. And I, I try not to listen. Actually, I try to put headphones on. <laughs> like, if I hear everybody, everybody will be screaming at the same point, you know, in the script. I'm like, oh yeah, they're not gonna be a callback, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And they'll be screaming because maybe maybe the thing says, uh, you know, uh, they have like exclamation points after the statement or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And everybody's kind of just following that thing, but you got these cast directors and the producers that seeing fifty people do the same exact thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what I'm yeah. they're bored. They're bored to death. You know, um, so oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I made this a long answer. My bad. No, no, you're no, good. You're good man. <laughs> create, create compelling characters. You know, and you um, I think that'll 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 help you. Yeah, you got to stand out, right? Like mm-hmm. you said, you get 50 mm-hmm. people doing it the same way. You got to stand out. Exactly. And I, I think yeah. that's great advice. Yeah, show them how you're different from the crowd. Yeah, I, I, both. Yeah. I, I think the advice with social media and reaching out and establishing a relationship yeah. and the Honestly, acting. we can say ourselves, we've done that with social media. We've made so many relationships over social media, and that's the exact way we've done it. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it humanizes you. It makes, makes you a better person. I mean, I think it works in just life in general. But, exactly. You know, Absolutely. Think for you know, yeah. Think of think of think of your acting and you know, the relationship with, with casting and all these people like like dating. You know, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, <laughs> great way to do it. Great way yeah, to do it. Oh man, yeah. dude, you have been an absolute pleasure yeah, to seriously. talk to, man. That was a lot of fun and mm-hmm. open invite. Anytime you want to come back on and and, and talk, or you yeah. got a project, we definitely want to hear about the song with Rihanna. I mean, seriously. without doubt. And. uh Please. Listen, man, best wishes for just a massively successful season two. We're huge fans of the show. Yeah, I can't wait. And yeah, we're yeah, excited yeah. as hell for it. And just best of luck in the future with whatever you're doing, man. Man, I appreciate y'all, man. Thank y'all for, 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 for talking to me. And yeah, man, let's, let's do it again. All right, dude. Take care now. All we'll right, be in sure. touch soon, man. All right. All right, bye-bye. All right, peace. Man, that dude is real. Yeah, like, he, talking that's... about like even the industry and New Orleans, honestly. Yeah, uh, yeah well, uh, you know, though... It, I mean, early in the interview, just his life, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I grew up, I moved from London to Brooklyn and it wasn't easy. Exactly. We were lower middle class. We didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. Then he went bankrupt and he did all these. I mean, so his own struggles, I guess he just plays into that. And yeah. that's a man who understands how the life works and, and just, man, what a great conversation. Seriously. Seriously. Thank you again, Miles, for coming on the show. All right. Now it is time for our top five segment. Oh, man, what more perfect top five segment to do today than top five Avengers. Oh my goodness. So excited since we just had Miles and Akira on the show. It's our big Marvel show. It's you already big know. big Marvel show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had to do it. And you know, we end industry news with Avengers Endgame. We have Akira from Captain Marvel on. Like you said, we had, we covered the TV side with Cloak and Dagger. Well, of course we had to get, you know, give the shout. Who started it all? Exactly. Who started it all? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we chose top five all time favorite Avengers. Avengers. So. Oh, man. Man, oh, man. All right. It's only us two this week. So the other the other guys, they're too scared, man. They're too I scared. I guess. What's been going on with that, I man? Know. Even normally when they're busy, because they're always busy, we should say they are the hardest working people we know. They are constantly busting ass and contributing to us and doing all the stuff they do. Exactly. But if they at least normally send in their, their, their exactly. top five, I think they're just, uh, we, no, last two weeks been too hard. <laughs> too, too hard, hard, man. Too hard. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, there of course, there's going to be some repeaters. I mean, I'm 
Just, you have to. I know. You have to. It's so hard. It's so hard. So I'm going to start off with Black Panther. Chikala. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so good. So good. If you watched our episode of Is It Worth It? You know I got that Black Panther mask. That's, that's right. Or Wakanda Oscar. forever. Yeah. Right. Uh, Bucky Barnes. I'm a huge fan of Bucky Barnes because uh-huh. I think he's a badass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, see, now you're crossing gray here. You're getting gray. Uh, am I? Because Winter Soldier slash Bucky Barnes, not technically an Avenger. Mm. Well, let's just say yet. Mm. Yeah, yet. Yeah, well, I think we all know Bucky's picking <laughs> up the shield. Yeah. But it hasn't happened yet, so I'm going to give you that one. I'm going to give you that one. I'm just saying I know these motherfuckers are fighting together. <laughs> They're Avengers. Okay. I feel like he did pick up in Infinity War, though. You're right. Yeah. I feel like, okay. Exactly. He fought by the Avengers, mm-hmm. so you fight with the Avengers. You are an Avenger. Exactly. I'll give you that. Hey, thank I'll give you, you that. Thank you. All right. And then, of course, how can we have this list and not have Captain America on it? You can't. Seriously. Can't. Seriously. He is the first Avenger. Yeah. And then my <laughs> one and two, it's just because I love this freaking relationship. This dynamic is so fucking epic. It's my favorite in all of the films. I'm just going to be honest with you. Iron Man and Spidey. I love them so much. I love that father-son relationship and the the hitting on Aunt May because that shit's just so that fucking funny. That was hilarious. Uh, but yep, that's my top five, man. What you got? All right. All right. Well... Obviously, like you said, so, some 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 repeats here. I feel like you can't have the, an Avengers list of your favorite Avengers without the first Avenger, Captain America. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Captain America's on the list. Old Steve Rogers, and then again, like you said, and by the way, happy belated to uh, RDJ. Yeah, man. Iron Man, man, mm-hmm. because none of this exists without him. Exactly. None of it exists without him. So how can you not have him on the list, Iron Man? Uh, and then I'm gonna go. I, I you know. I'm going to give a uh, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Black Panther. I just thought, brilliant. Seriously. Nailed it. I think he's the perfect addition to you know be on the Avengers moving forward when the original six are gone. Agreed. I think it's just epic. I feel like he's going to play a pivotal role. I do, too. I, I, I just I really, really, really enjoyed him as a member of the Avengers, and, and just great job. Now, I wasn't sure. Not that I didn't like him from the get-go, mm-hmm. but Ragnarok really sold me. Yeah, Thor has really come into his own yeah. as a character, Honestly. and as you know, and Hemsworth, the the growth that we've seen of, yeah. of Thor throughout these. I just feel like he has to be on the list. Yeah. You know, just the one scene that jumped out to me when I was trying to do this list is when he's like, who's the strongest Avenger? Yeah. He's and like, like hey. no, nope, not who is the strongest Avenger? You know, uh-huh. and, and and yet in Infinity War proved that he was. Mm-hmm. Yep. As of now. As well, of we, now. I think we all know that's changing. Yeah. And that's next on my list. You know, you know. Giving giving some love for the ladies, cause <laughs> Captain Marvel. Yep. She is and an look, Avenger if you now. want to be specific, she, That's she hasn't even fought with the Avengers yet, <laughs> motherfucker. That's true. But her code name was Avenger. <laughs> They're called the Avengers because, <laughs> because of, her, of her. Of which we, oh shit, we just spoiled some shit for in Captain Marvel, didn't we? <laughs> but uh, yeah, the old Avenger initiative came from her code name or yes. her call sign in the Air Force. Um, Nick Fury. Boy, spoilers. Um, but anyway, so yes, Captain Marvel, who probably is going to dethrone Thor as the strongest yeah. in, the, in the MCU. Of course, I like this one. Black Widow. Ah, yeah. And and the reason I say that is because uh, she seems to be the backbone of 
numerous characters. Yeah. She's been there for Tony. Mm-hmm. She's clearly been there for Cap. She ch- she chose Cap in Civil War, and but she's also been there for Bruce. Exactly. And kind of that whole, like, wait yeah. a minute, are they having an affair yeah. kind of the a thing? The sun's getting real low. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we know she's got some history with Clint. She just seems yeah, to be her really... Yeah, her and are, like, so super duper Yeah, cool. She so is the backbone. She You're seems right. to be really significant and or important to all of the male Avengers. Yeah. I feel like she needs to be on the list. So, Agreed. so that's my list. Oh my goodness! That's Can't wait list. for that solo film. Yeah, that's gonna be. Oh my <laughs> cannot gosh! Wait. We saw that uh, David Harborough got signed on to that yeah, one. From yeah, Stranger uh, Things. Yeah, and like everybody apparently is jumping on this film, which yeah. is gonna be epic. Emma I mean, Watson and uh, somebody else. But yeah, let's take it back in time. Mm. Mm. Yes, this I week like, in history. Can I just say I like expanding it to this week? Yeah, because this it day opens was tough it up. sometimes, yeah. and there's so much stuff that goes on. I'm exactly. like, man, I wish this was yesterday. So, exactly, but uh, yesterday, yesterday. Uh, so it always goes back to yesterday. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, and you should listen to our interview with Deanna Bermudez for uh, yesterday. It's that's fantastic. right. That's right. Fantastic. All right. This week in history. I, I think I got some good ones. Now, as There's you guys know, I try to keep these entertainment related because right. we're an entertainment show. So, yes, I'm aware that other stuff happened of significance, but we're an entertainment show and I'm keeping it entertainment you related. You know, you know. All right. So, this week in history. In 1964, the group that Ariana is still not a member of, <laughs> the Beatles, <laughs> the, Beatles the Beatles had an unprecedented 12. Oof. songs on the Billboard Hot 100 singles Damn. chart at the same time. That's crazy. Yeah, unprecedented. Hasn't been done since. 12 singles, 12 slots held by the Beatles, 1964, on the Hot 100. That That's crazy. It is. It really is. 1976, at the time, richest man in the world, billionaire Howard Hughes, mm-hmm. if you're unfamiliar, used to own RKO Pictures back in the day, mm-hmm. was a prolific uh, film producer, discovered Jane Russell, entertainment-related guys and gals. Went a little uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, went a little crazy, died <laughs> alone as a hermit inside a Vegas hotel room. You know, you know. But in 1976, this week, died at the age of 70. Mm. Um, that is some crazy shit. Yeah. Highly recommend you guys check out The Aviator with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. It tells a great story. Or The Amazing Howard Hughes. That was another film. It was a television film, I, th- I think, mm-hmm. that uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, wow. He played Howard Hughes. Yeah. Really solid. Yeah. Really brilliant film. Check both those out. Uh, 1984, <sighs> Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. A day before his birthday, guys. A day before his birthday in 1984, this week was shot and killed by his dad. Oh, my goodness. Been having some tension, been having some problems. There were mental issues there. There yeah. was, I mean, this was a thing kind of building up, leading yeah. up. But, yeah, just Super argument. Super crazy, man. Ended tragically. And, I mean, what a loss. Seriously. What a loss for the music industry mm-hmm. and just in general. I mean, hate to see that happen. Agreed. 1987. The big three became four. Mm. Oh, and we won't call them the big four because at at the start, not so much. <laughs> it was only a couple nights a week. It wasn't all seven nights. Yeah. But in this week, 1987, Fox made its primetime TV debut. And now, I mean, nobody thought it was going to last. Yeah. When it was only like one but night a week look, or yeah. two nights a week. And it would have had, I think it had Beverly, T- Beverly Hills 90210 yeah. and like one other show. And everybody's like, no way. You can never compete with ABC, CBS, and NBC. But here we are. 87, mm. guys. Super crazy. It's, it's still around. Yeah. You know? And boom. In Yeah, made its primetime debut. I thought that was interesting. That is cool. Then we're going to go back to tragic. I wanted to separate the two because I just couldn't handle it emotionally you know, you know. myself. Yeah. 1994. 
10 years after the loss of Marvin Gaye, mm-hmm. Kurt Cobain, <sighs> lead singer, guitarist, and songwriter for Nirvana, committed suicide. Mm, mm, Put the gun in his mouth. And mm, I feel like it's still Courtney. Cor- just saying. Courtney. I'm, uh, I, I'm just yeah. saying. Yep. Yep. At least put it together. I'm yep. I'm just, you know, if you if you can still blame Yoko for the Beatles, you exactly. can still blame Courtney for Kurt. You okay? can. It's true. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just saying. <laughs> uh, and in 2010, not so long ago, a little bit more recent, Apple released the first iPad. Oh, wow. Yeah, 2010. Shit. I personally thought it had I been around been... a little bit longer than uh, yeah. that, but Interesting. 2010. Did yeah. not know that. Yep. There you go. Mm-hmm. This week in history. This week in history. Yeah. Now it's time for the word of the day. Ooh, and you know, I think that that well, a couple of things that sparked this word for me this week. Obviously, all the talk about Endgame mm-hmm. and Thanos, because Thanos definitely fits the bill. Yeah. But then they released the final trailer for uh, Zac Efron's Ted Bundy movie with Lily Collins. Oh shit! And they just jumped right out. Did it. Word of the day: <laughs> nefarious. Nefarious. Infamous by way of being extremely wicked. Mm. Yes. <laughs> extremely. W- I would describe Ted Bundy as extremely wicked. Extremely. So <laughs> that trailer. Kind of creepy. Yeah. Joker, the new trailer for uh, yeah, Joker. Yeah. Nefarious, extremely wicked, yeah, I would seriously. say. Um, the new Pet Cemetery. Uh, yeah. There were so many reasons, I think, where nefarious stuck in my head this yeah. week. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that is the word of the day. Nefarious, infamous by way of being extremely wicked. That's great. That's great. Well, I guess it's now time to turn it over to box office predictions. Let's do a little recap. Yeah, I mean... Honestly, I overpredicted last week, but it was a little low, honestly. Uh, Dumbo, it got 45.9 million. I predicted 50 to 60 million. Uh, some people didn't like this one, and I personally did. So if you didn't like this film, let us know why. Comment Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere you see us on social media. Comment why you didn't like Dumbo. I yeah. like Dumbo. I'd like to know because this one came in considerably lower than yeah. the studio estimates thought it was going to do. Exactly. Not. not- not the Disney stuff. Right. right. It, you know, I and mean, I mean, it was still number one. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, w- globally. Yeah. It was uh, not just domestically, but globally. It was the number one movie. So, yeah. But did, we should say, did soar in well under estimates for what the studios yeah, thought. Yeah, it's so. super weird. Super weird. Uh, number two was Us. Still need to see this one. With 33.2 million. I predicted 35 to 40 million. Like I said, low week. Uh, Captain Marvel was number three, which I got right 20... Uh, 0.6 million i predicted around 15 to 20 million so uh, you know i got that one uh the one the only one i got wrong was number four unplanned it got 4.6 million and in that place i had wonder park which was weird because i was trying to get five feet apart to be above wonder park for all these weeks and now this is the first time it is and i didn't predict it so with number five it was five feet apart with 6.2 million i predicted five to ten million so i got all of them right except number four so i'm i'm feeling pretty proud of myself we we won't tell our guests next week that you you didn't get that one yeah you were you were a champion though i was all the way up until the week right before they come on and then you didn't do it it's okay damn it (laughs) Ah, 
so crazy, so crazy. Well, there's some good stuff coming out this week, guys. Oh my gosh, Pet Cemetery, Shazam, and The Best of Enemies. Stuff that's still out is Tyler Perry's A Medea Family Funeral, Aaliyah the Battle Angel, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, Fighting with Your Family, Captain Marvel, Wonder Park, Five Feet Apart, Us, Dumbo, and Unplanned. Like I said, the new stuff coming out this week, Pet Cemetery, Shazam, Best of Enemies. I think number one is going to be Shazam. Honestly, we went and saw this one last night, and it was good. It was good. I thought it would be better, and apparently some of the comedic events, some of the comedic dialogue was improvised. Yeah, and, and okay, listen, I think uh, I saw I saw somebody write, and I'm going to agree with this wholeheartedly, that almost all of the great comedy mm-hmm. was in the trailers and commercials. Yeah, um, honestly. If you saw the marketing for this thing, you're going in thinking this is really funny and humorous movie. Um, and while all that humor is in there, yeah, it, is. it is not, it's a, dark. It's a dark movie. It's still dark. It's an origin story. There's a lot of action and there's a lot of violence yeah. and it, it, it's got some dark undertone to yeah. it. The seven deadly sins. Who's basically the villain kind of behind this. They're basically like these demonic goblin looking motherfuckers. Like, yeah. so yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not as light as a, it no, I mean, it's it even be. a dark twisted story for Billy Batson. I mean, you're yeah. t- spoilers, spoilers for yeah. anybody's list. I mean, you're talking about a mom who abandoned her kid yeah you know the whole time he thinks that he was lost yeah, and she but was no. but no she just didn't even want him yeah. i mean it's a really exactly. dark undertone exactly. movie kudos though to the shazam family yeah they shazam do family. they do have the shazam family if you guys know what we're talking about <laughs> you're gonna love that and it's i will say that the third act the big finale yeah fight, was it's the pretty best. epic it's I, pretty epic yeah the third act was probably the best for me honestly yeah because the best part of the film was honestly seeing the family yeah. all come together because yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> I do. I did like a little bit of the training. Yeah. You know, that that reminded me of uh, Tobey Maguire's first Spider-Man uh, yeah. movie where he was learning where he's jumping off the roof yeah. and like, yeah. So I, 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 I kind of like that. There are two post-credit scenes. If you guys stay, just stay. There are two post-credit ah, scenes. We only stayed for one. Yeah, the second one, it was it was kind of a comedic one. He was oh, testing right. him again nah. and he was making him hold a fishbowl mm. and he was making him see if he could talk to fish. Nah. And then he kind of, and it, playing uh, with apparently, Aquaman a little bit. Yeah, Captain Marvel got really upset. It's like, I don't even understand the point. Why? Why would anybody think that this is a cool power? Who even wants to talk to fish? And apparently he's uh, uh, wearing a Captain, uh, I mean, an Aquaman t-shirt. Oh, really? Yeah, and like, uh, well, this guy kind of does. He's a hero. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and for y'all that don't know, Shazam was actually named Captain Marvel in the comic books, but he's named Shazam now. That's right. That's (laughs) right. Because you just called him Captain Marvel. I did. Well, damn it. I'm old. (laughs) I remember when he was fucking Captain Marvel, okay? There's room for two. You're getting so many people confused right now. (laughs) They don't know what's going on. Shazam. (laughs) Shazam. (laughs) They were testing his Shazam. To be fair, they do give him Captain names, Captain Glowy Finger, yeah, or something like you know. So they do in their own roundabout way reference that he used to be called something else. Yeah. So So, yeah, I think that one's going to come in at number one with around forty-five to fifty-five million. Number two, I think, is going to be Pet Cemetery, which I still really want to go see. That one looks twisted and crazy as shit. Dude, I was a huge fan of the first one. I was too. So, but this one looks even more creepy, yeah. more scary. I cannot wait. Cannot <laughs> wait. So yeah, number two, I think, will be that with twenty-five to thirty-five million. Number three, I think, will be Dumbo with twenty to twenty-five million. Number four, I think, will be Us with around fifteen to twenty million. And number five, I think, will be Captain Marvel with seven to ten million. 
So, I mean, we shall see. We shall see. I mean, like I said, it's the day and age of superheroes. And there's a lot of horror movies coming back out right now. It's true. I mean, after the success of uh, the revamp of It, I mean, Pet Cemetery yeah, just coming along. Stephen King seems to be having a nice resurgence. And then we just saw, you know, uh, Red Rum, Red Rum. Red Rum. You know, the, the sequel to uh, The Shining yeah. getting ready to come out. They released apparently some yeah. of that at CinemaCon. So, yeah, he's having a nice little resurgence yeah. of, of remakes and or sequels. And then plus you have that one that's on Hulu right now. It's space in my mind. Um, ah, Yeah. That, that, yeah, that, that one. one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go over to the IMDb. We're top human, okay? We're segment. human. Oh my gosh, IMDb Pro top trending segment. You know we love this app. Every week, every single day, we use this thing. We wake up in the middle of the night from can't sleeping, and we just read industry news because you know that's what we love to do. You can track the stars. You can track the box office. You can track the news. You can track the trailers. New videos come out about your favorite movie movie or song or anything like that it's going to be on this app guys it's so freaking amazing go get it if you're involved with the industry imdb pro definitely worth it absolutely and if you're trying to get into the industry it's definitely worth it i mean agreed yeah it's just an invaluable yeah, one-stop shop for all your contacts honestly definitely Definitely. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Number one trending film this week. By no surprise, it's Us. <laughs> Jordan Peele's Us. I, I heard this one's pretty creepy, but I also heard from some people that Get Out is better. Mm. So I really want to see this one. I was a huge fan of Get Out. I was too, I'm man. I was too. Number one trending TV series. This is, again, by no surprise, Game of Thrones. This one, a lot of buzz coming. You know, the it's coming out this week month so it's the last season guys and tavia latte she's a huge fan so i know she's excited did you see where sophie turner told uh fiance jonas that uh the ending no she made him sign an nda oh shit there you go <laughs> he was apparently all over about i need to know i need yeah. to know and she finally agreed but she literally made him sign an nda and they videoed it and she videoed him signing the nda so that he couldn't <laughs> share what so he knew great. how great that's, is that yeah that's hilarious and this is kind of surprising to me because nickelodeon is honestly on the coat hills of all these live action remakes the top trending star is Isabel Moner, who is Dora the Explorer in the new live-action Dora. Yeah, I don't know why. I watched the trailer. I'm not that excited about it. It's not the worst thing, but it's definitely, I don't think, anything that's going to pass $30 million at the box office. I think the most exciting part of that whole thing for me is when I saw that Danny Trejo was going to be Boots. Yeah. that I mean, that that, yeah. uh, that that I'm excited about that. Yeah. I'm excited about that, so we, we, we shall see. Yeah, we really, we really shall. Oh, man. Now let's switch it over to music a little bit. Guess what, guys? Area is still not a Beatle, <laughs> no, but no. she is number one at, on the Hot 100 again with Seven Rings. And top 200 albums goes to Nav with Bad Habits. This is his first week being out with this album, so go listen to that. Congratulations to him, and I believe this is new for him. This is the first time he's ever been number one on the Hot 100, so congratulations. Uh, Artist of the Week is Ariana Grande, not that Beatle. Uh, top radio <laughs> song is still Halsey Without Me. I I probably heard this song on the radio, you know, just stream it clicking along but honestly i can't name it for you right now so eh, eh. top digital song sales it's still shallow a star is born nice. so that's pretty freaking awesome 
And another awesome thing that came back into the charts is the top streaming song, which is Sunflower, which is that song from Spider-Man into the Spider-Universe. Oh. Yeah, that came out before Christmas. Yeah. So I'm happy that song is still making a lot of buzz. Did I mean, they do a re-release? No. I mean, huh. No, it's mm. still out. It's just the top trending uh, streaming song. So, Interesting. Uh, yeah, a lot of Apple Music, a lot of Spotify, a lot of YouTube. Could be on a lot of playlists. Yeah. I that, mean, you know. Honestly, it's just a feel-good song, Post Malone and uh, Sway Lee from Ray Sherman. Yeah. So it's yeah. just really good, really good. Now, this one surprises me, honestly. Top album sales is Question Mark with XXS Tatashi on. This dude died probably like a year ago, probably, but... And, and I felt like a lot of his fandom kind of calmed down after his murder, but I mean... Maybe they just want to start listening to his album again I, this week. Music so. is so random. It bro. is. It's just like you never know with people. No, because I mean, I mean, if they're feeling a certain mood, they just put on whatever they would have yeah. put on, no matter what decade or anything. So we shall see what happens next. And the top digital album sales goes to Nav Bad Habits, man. He's just killing it with his new album proud for you uh he is signed on to the weekends label xo so congratulations to all you guys over there canadian born canadian raised so you betcha you're doing so good oh don't you know oh man oh man well thank you guys for coming to get crazy (laughs) with us on this huge epic marvel show guys episode 61 has been absolutely phenomenal we know we like bringing you the latest and greatest of the industry news make sure to follow us on all social media platforms facebook twitter instagram reddit all those good places at crazy ant media Make sure to go to our website, crazyantmedia.com, where we are now selling shirts, guys. We are about to put up a new page for our merchandise. We're looking into hats, but right now we have shirts for sure. We have three designs to choose from. Go to our website to pick those out and send us an email what size, what kind, and we will order that for you because, you know, we like staying crazy, and we want you guys to look a little crazy. Hell yeah. You know? (laughs) But make sure to subscribe to this podcast as well. It's also available on all the podcast platforms apple podcast spotify google play music anchor at inside the crazy ant farm like us give us some stars rate us all that good stuff leave a comment because you know it's about appealing to the audience because we love y'all but like we said we have so many great guests coming up so make sure to stay tuned for all of those jackson gilmore girls riley shanahan doom patrol oh my gosh camille chin from freaking yesterday cecilia lil from cloak and dagger again trina Lafargue from Five Feet Apart. Just so much epic stuff coming out right yeah. now that we have epic people coming April on the show. April is a can't miss month. Yeah, seriously. Can't miss month. Seriously. And you know who is gonna listen to our podcast? One day. Oh, Oprah! Oprah!